Warning, what you're about to hear was intended to make you laugh a lot. If you listen to the show and feel inspired, then that's awesome. But if you're easily offended or just can't take a joke, you should turn this off right now. Otherwise, turn this shit up and hang on. Welcome to the Get Up. Wait, you gotta say that stuff on mic, man. We gotta get that oh, recording. Mic- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start me. singing songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Trill's feeling it. Is it on? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's Can recorded. Oh, yeah. All right. Turn my, where's my snare? <laughs> Turn my snare up. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Trail? Not much. How you doing, Jay? Doing all right, man. How's it going? Great, man. Welcome to the get up. I'm here with, <laughs> I'm here with Trail Right. You know what? I'm not doing the uh, fuck it. The all the the follow me this, follow me that. I have it at the end of the show now. Cool. Like I already pre-recorded that stuff. Because screw it. If you're listening to it, you already know about it, right? right? So like, just tell everybody else about it. Yeah, just tell everybody else about it. I don't gotta give you all my stuff because you found it one way or the other. I'll give you all my stuff though. Tra- yeah. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Right. Trail picked out this beat too. I love this beat. <laughs> You should too. He was dancing and singing, but I missed recording it. I wish I, I didn't hear I what you said. I wish you could see my neck right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trail's in a good mood. Trail, what's going on, man? It's been a good week, man. It's been a good week? A real good week, well, yeah. Why? What happened? What's up? The greatest news is, well, I'm going to tell you the second best news first. The second best news is that my fifth year anniversary was this past Friday, uh, July 19th. So, congratulations to me and my wife. Thank all you. I right, love you, babe. All right. And the best news was that I was on plant shutdown for the past week. So no working and sleep. Really? Yeah. Damn. Plant shutdown. It was supposed to be two weeks, but they, they took a week. Wow. I knew you could do that. Me neither. I knew you could take a week away. A week a week away. Why why did they just shut it down? Uh to retool for the twenty twenty. Oh, okay. So they're done with the uh the nineteen RAM. So we So they gotta just retool the machines and everything, yeah. get everything set up. So for hopefully the new run? something just I ain't gonna say it. Damn. Damn, that's crazy. Now, do you get paid for that? Nope. No? They want us to collect unemployment, but I tried to file unemployment last year with them, and I hit the wrong button. <laughs> it came down to a button? Yeah, and I got I got the paper in the mail, like, okay, you can't get it. You got, you got to send in some more stuff. I was like, what? So I never fi- I, I'll never file unemployment again. Never. I came down to the wrong button. I clicked the wrong button. I did, because it asked me, like, oh, man. it asked me, like, are you collecting payment for this week? Right or this week, and I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Apparently, I yes. The, I hit the wrong week. Yes, <laughs> and the paper was like, you kind of lied, so oh, you won't get paid. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's but luckily, good. my wife makes some good money. So. All right. All right. Sweet. So trail, trail. What <laughs> yes, are we here sir. to talk about today? So trail, you got quite a few different things going on, yeah. right? Trying to stay active, man. Trying to stay active. Trying to stay active, and uh, and help build the community. The nice yes, community. yes, yes. I see that too. So the first thing. Well, the biggest thing, period, is me being a CEO of my own comedy production company. So that's that's a passion of mine. I've been doing it for 2011, eight years. All right. So I started off and just just doing comedy. Right. What's it to called? Be. Play too much. <laughs> Play too much productions. I'm so sorry. You can explain I'm it excited. all without even giving the name out. I'm there. excited. I'm excited. I'm sorry. Play too much productions is what the company is called. It's on Instagram at Play Too Much underscore Productions. 
And it's a, a business page on Facebook, Play Too Much Productions. Yep. And I'll put all the links in the, in the episode yes. guide, you know. Click all those links. So, okay, Play Too Much Productions. Yes, sir. And I, I, actually I like came, your logo. I came up with it. It's crazy because I came up with it. I was at a job orientation at a job in Celine, and I was falling asleep. You were falling asleep. At the orientation. So to keep myself awoke. Awake, awoke, whichever one. Pick, pick one, pick one. I think woke is more to of stay, a, a social status. To now. stay up, yeah. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. <laughs> to stay up, I started doodling on the paper. Okay. Drawing, just drawing, and I came up with the idea. I talk a lot and I play a lot. Right. So I was like, play too much, and I was like, right. that's cool. I, I mean, I can see that like someone then, on the trail, you play too much. So. All the time, man, yeah. all the time. And then I just started doodling, 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 doodling yeah. yeah. And I do some eyes. And then I drew a, a bowling pin and some pin and the bowling ball knocking the pins down. And I was like, this is a sweet logo. But, but it was really fuck? trash. It was trash. <laughs> what they got to do with it? It was comedy? trash. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. At <Right>. all. <laughs> so I sent it to a friend who does graphic design. And I was like, can you doctor this up for me? And she came back with the, the joystick right, and it played right. too much. It looks like you already you got some merch too. You got it on a shirt? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You. <laughs> Just me. It's hard, it's hard trying to find oh. vendors because. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I have I have a friend who's a vendor, and she has some things going on, and she couldn't get to me in time, so I couldn't get the merchandise right. made in time. But it's coming though. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Yeah. So what what have you done under play too much? I've done four comedy amateur show amateur comedy shows. I'm sorry. Okay. So my first one was in 2016, and you know it's crazy because I did that show and I made. Around seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars. Woo! And me being, I've always had a mind of an entrepreneur. Right. I never liked being an employee, so I was working a job. I made thirteen ninety six an hour. Hated the job because I went in at two thirty p.m. and I would get off anytime after twelve. Right. So it wasn't a set time to get off. And when I made that eighteen hundred dollars, you're like fuck all day. I quit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I quit my job. <laughs> Damn. You didn't just... Yeah, because I was like, look, I was like, <laughs> wait, I was like, you know what? If I can do this shit all the time. How, how old were you when you did that? What's 2002? <laughs> 29. 29. That's messed up, ain't it? Yeah. That's bad. That's, I, mean... I was like, I can do this every time. And then I didn't do a show again for another year. <laughs> oh, shit. What took so long to put another one together? Man, just when I quit my job... Of course, I didn't have any money besides the eighteen hundred. <laughs> right, you so had to live on that. Rent, rent was due. I got two kids, oh, my wife. Man. But luckily, at the time, at that time, my wife had a a, a tutu business she was doing, and it was it had picked up. It was nothing but God. It had picked up as soon as like I got fired. A tutu business. Tutu. Like like ballerina tutus yep. for little kids' birthdays, all what? of that. What yeah. really? And it picked up as soon as I got fired. Like really? As, yes, as soon as I got fired. And she was she works at a. Uh, the Beaumont corporate officer, she, she she does payroll. Okay. So it's that's good money. But then the tutus came and it was like, okay, this is saving your ass, Trill. Well, how the hell did she get into tutus? She's very crafty. Just, very crafty. She just makes tutus? No. All right. All right. Yeah. They seem boring oh. to me, too. So. All right. Hey, <laughs> whatever. It made money. And then I had, like, I think four jobs in between there, in between that time, waiting on Chrysler. Right. They finally came. I had enough money to do another show, which was a show in 2017. Okay. Which was even bigger than my first show. Please then, don't tell me you quit again. No, I didn't. not this time. Not this time. I'm done quitting until like I'm done. 
should have seen the looks I was getting. I was a stay-at-home dad, which is the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. First stay-at-home dad in my family. For sure. That was terrible, man. My kids got tired of me, too. Yeah. Like, when are you? And they, true story. When are you going back to work? Is true that what story, you got? Yeah. And my son called me broke. Damn. Three years old. Damn, three years old. My, I think my son at three years old was calling me a sucker. You're a sucker, dad. <laughs> You're a sucker. He asked me a question. He said, um, he asked me, could we go somewhere? I don't remember exactly where it was. And he was like, you know what? Don't answer that. You're broke. I'm going to ask mom. Oh, yeah. damn. Nap time. So is your son a comedian too? Nap time. Nap time. <laughs> night, night. I went to whoop him, but I was so mad. <laughs> night, it would have been the wrong kind of whooping. Yo, yeah. did your kids really for, for real see those belts and say that yeah, it took I a swear. lot of whoopings? I swear. We were... <laughs> We were in we were in Damn. Aldo. We were at Fairlane Mall oh, at man. the Aldo store, and my son walks up and sees a whole rack full of belts. He was like, "Look, Daddy, it's a whole bunch of whoopings in here. <laughs> they got a lot of whoopings in here, Dad." Damn. He knows. And how old is he now? Three. Oh, he's three right yeah. now. My my oldest is six. So when he was young, he's the one that said that. But yeah, my they characters. Man. So their characters, comedian, characters, little yeah. comedians too, dancers. All yeah. Oh, dancers. Oh yeah. God, yeah, dude. If my son spent more. If my son spent, son folks. Half, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're done. Uh, if he spent half the time he spends learning these stupid dances, like he, I mean, he did that that backpack kid or whatever the hell it was called for so long. Like, dude, he did that shit constantly, <laughs> and then now he does the Orange Justice and he'd be doing all these moves and stuff. Like he he'll say something, he'd be like, "Yeah, got you, ooh ooh," and just bust. And I'm like, <gasps> "Dude, spend that time so you pass." Fucking high school, man. <laughs> I mean, he failed two classes. Dad Chronicles. You know? it, I'm just crazy, but you know that's funny though. Man. Dancing, but I can't. But my kids said some crazy shit too, so I can't. My, I don't want to repeat it. My, on here. my kids be crazy too. You know what my son calls me? What? Mine. Mine calls me old man. No, my son calls me little ugly dude. What? Little ugly dude. Like I, I never, I never I, called him that before. I never called him that before. You just come out of it with yeah. no. Like I remember waking up. And they always come to my side of the bed, and I just open my eyes, like, and I'm like, "Why are you in my face?" He like starts smiling, like, "Shut up, <laughs> little ugly dude," and ran out. And for some reason, they always call me Felicia, like you know, by, <laughs> by, by Felicia. Felicia. Yeah, they like Felicia. I'm like, don't call me that, man. <laughs> trail, like, trail your home, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Oh you, man, you going to work? Yeah, all right, Felicia. I love you too. <laughs> So yeah, so so you you did the two shows and the, the second show was even bigger than the first. Yeah. Now when you say like <clears throat> what, how many how many acts did you have like? I usually have eight to ten. Eight to ten. So eight to ten, I give them eight to ten minutes because as an amateur, they give you five minutes. Right. So you, you try to give them a little bit, a little bit extra longer. time. Yeah. Man, and I'll tell you what, like you say five minutes, and then. And, and people are like, oh, that ain't shit. But you go try to do that for five minutes? I can only imagine. I've had to perform magic in front of people. And that shit's like, dude, get this over with now. Like, this is this is a long time. If you go up and you mess up, five minutes is an hour. It's an eternity. If nobody's sure. laughing, oh yeah, it, it kills you. You ever have that? Yeah. yeah. My second, my... Often? Nah. Would your kids say you do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that from a nap. You, you... <laughs> Not if you're nothing, you can't see it. But I remember when I, I've been doing this since Nappy. 2011. So okay, I remember my first show was really good, really, really good. I'm sorry. And there was a guy who approached me like, "I want to put you on more shows." Okay. And I would, I did it at least, I want to say two to three more shows at the, at the amateur night venue. And he booked us a place 
in Novi called Laugh Tracks. I don't think it's open anymore. I, I think I remember that place. That that name sounds really familiar. And that was much bigger than the venue I'm used to. So, and I was first up. Now, being first up, you have to warm the crowd up. Oh, yeah. Had drinks yet, oh, you know, yeah. so. And then if you bomb, Man. you're pissing off the people coming after you because they're like, how the fuck am I going to deal with this pissed off crowd now? But I'm easy to follow up because <laughs> I'm trash. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up, bright lights, right? a lot of people in the crowd. I looked out and I was like, I can't do it. No? That's what I said into the mic. I said, I can't do it. And I walked no! out. No! But I came back. Did they people, gave me, they did gave people me laugh at that? No. They no? Thought I, I heard a couple of chuckles because they thought I was playing. Yeah. yeah. I was serious. Like, Right. No, I mean that would that could have been funny either way. It was <laughs> when I came back. though, I did. I, did. I had the best show out of everybody. Really, else. I came back and every, they they approached me after the show. Everybody wants to shake my hand. They want to dance with me. Like it's awkward right. to dance with white people after like <laughs> I do a good show because I can really dance though. Like, right, right. <laughs> my wife was like, "You need to watch it." <laughs> Come over here. So so the second show is even bigger. Yeah. And then how's it? The third show was was not as big. I don't. I think because. I didn't promote as well, and my mind wasn't in that show as it was in the shows before because I had some things going on. Now, did the second show make more than the first show? Nope. No? I think it was better because I was more prepared. Uh, the setup was much nicer than the first time, and people didn't approach me much about the show as a whole, the first show, but at the second show, people came, they posted about it, they there was, shared There was posts. much more word yeah. of mouth and stuff, so even though you may not have made as much, yeah, it, it, the impact was probably better. It's for me. I mean, the money is of, of course the money right. is good, but I'm the passion it's not about, for me, right, it's yeah, not about the passion the money. for just making people laugh. The but but is, is someone putting that together and booking all that stuff? I mean, there's an inherent cost that you're you're paying into it, right? Yeah. Like expecting to at least recoup at what least you put break in, even, yeah. right? At least break, break even. even yeah. So because if I don't, my wife, yeah, mm-hmm. she really the boss. Mm-hmm. She comes in, she takes ticket prices, she makes sure nobody's trying to come in. She's security. Oh, she's security, she's security and too. ticket taker. All of that. All right, yeah. All right. And then if it's a big guy, she come against me for I don't know what reason because right. I'm not a big guy. So I got to get somebody bigger than me. And we got to walk up to him like, hey, did you pay? Ask him, did he pay? <laughs> there were people trying to slide in last night, though. And yeah. I had to approach him because my wife is, she's 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 soft. She's nice. And she would come get me like, HRD came in. So you put on a show last night. Yeah. Big show last night. Great show last night. So that's how I'm in a good mood today. Okay. Where, where at? At uh, Inkster Complex in Inkster on Middle Belt Road. Now, what's it like booking like, uh, a venue for that? I mean, like, how do you go about that? So, one of the things I've noticed, like, it's weird. Like, comedy does seem weird. Like, there's some places that don't seem to be around anymore. and then, lot, yeah. <clears throat> But then there's, like, these other places that are kind of springing up or, or or the mainstays, like Mark Ridley's or, you know, stuff like that. So, how is how it's, difficult is it to find a venue? It's difficult, but because I'm from the city of Inkster, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. And we never had anyone do what I'm doing right now. So okay. there were never comedy shows at the venue. Right. And now that I do them constantly, and it brings more people out to the complex to see what else they have going on. Right. Like last night, they had uh, a boxing showcase with real really? boxers. Yeah. And they had... Uh, oh, I hope so, with real boxers. <laughs> Could have been boxers with <laughs> right. headgear on. Was it people building boxes? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. So stupid. Title holding boxes, right. Yeah. Though. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was pretty big. It, the only bad thing was that they were next door, so they kind of got loud. Right. But we were better than them. Right. So, okay. But yeah, the venue venues are easy in that city because, like I said, I'm from there. But I've contacted places like uh, the Jazz Cafe downtown. Uh-huh. And this is the second time I, I contacted them because I've seen the price is something that's attainable and I can do it. Right. And it's a nice venue. 
and I can charge you more. <laughs> so, but when I reached out, they never reached back to me. Man, <sighs> and I and for me, the Jazz Cafe is connected to. Is it the? I think it's the Fox Theater. They're connected. Right. So with that big of a business, I would think this one will reach out to me just to have my business. But, though. Right. But or is it that <clears throat> because of location and that big of a business, they're receiving way more. You know what? Way my, more things. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my. That's actually my second time reaching out, and yeah. the first time. The guy reached back out to me, and I told him what I was trying to do, and I never heard back. So this time I emailed him, and then I emailed another lady who was a part owner of it. No shade, but just a story. Right, right. But they never reached out. And also, uh, is it the Blues? The Blues Cafe on the east side, I think. I reached out to them, and no one got back to me. But I'm, it's cool with that. Right, with just the venue rolling, I'm doing, right? yeah, with the venue I'm doing. They're now, not the only venue in town. Not at all. And I'm hoping to actually get my own venue to build my own, so Man, I can have know, my own. Look, you know how much I've always wished, like, I don't really want to be in the bar <clears throat> business, but I would love to just own a bar where I could just be like, yo, just come perform. Yeah. Get your name out there. Or I could just walk set in up, and be set like. Set up, perform, or I, I could jump on the on the turntables and, I, you know, I'm going to fucking spend the night, you know. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I just want to chill and hang out and, and watch people perform. Yeah, that would have be a dope. sweet spot. I love to have a bar just Probably walk go in bankrupt like, real fast, but. Give me a drink. Yeah, you just want to walk, and they be like ten dollars. Ten dollars, and they be like, "Nah, you, yeah, that's this me. This is my place." And they whisper to somebody mm-hmm. like this, "Black Mike, <laughs> is he really on?" You're so, fired. so, so last night, how'd everything go? It was great, man. The comedians actually want to come back. Well, I, I would hope so. They do, especially because this was Heat One, right? So yes, the sir. idea behind this one is a comedy challenge. Go ahead and explain all that. So. It's just it's a it's a series where the grand prize at the end, which is September fourteenth, is five hundred dollars. So there are four heats. The first heat was last night. Uh, first and second place move on to the finals, which is in September. Okay. First place wins hundred dollars, and second place gets to watch first place win hundred dollars. But they get to go <laughs> to the finals together. Yeah, okay. So with the four <clears> heats, <throat> we're taking the top two talents and moving them to the grand prize, the top contest in September on the fourteenth. And then from that point on, everything is crowd vote. So the more people you bring, right, the right. better your chances okay. are. Actually, last night, there was a comedian who didn't bring, I say, more than five people. And we had about over 100 people. Yeah. Okay. Over that. That's good she brought about five people. And there were some people who brought people, people. Right. And this lady ended up coming to second place, which was strange because. Because she didn't bring the big yeah. following with her. Yeah. So I know she, Man, she that's, did good. You know, you know, the other people got to be like, would y'all didn't vote yeah. for me? I mean, they, they couldn't. <laughs> family and they're breaking up families. And stuff. Yeah. Who did you vote for? It's not worried Sorry, about that. she was better than you. <laughs> you came for me though. Yeah. Man. Damn. It so. was it was a guy named Cam, big hefty fellow. Everybody just came in. They did. They performed like themselves. But Cam right. had he he had an energy when he came up. The first thing he said was, "What the fuck is that?" And he yelled into the mic, and everybody just started laughing automatically. And when he did it, I knew he was going to win. I knew he was going to win last night. Just the, just the, the difference in energy yeah. that he just brought to it? Yeah, his energy was great, man. And he actually, uh, I asked him to come here on the next show. So he'll be here on the next show on uh, August 3rd. You ever, any of your your uh, feature comics ever just bomb during a show? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a part of the of the the nature of comedy right like you're you're going to bomb whether you're testing out some new stuff like no there's no comedy comedian with a like 100 percent laugh r- rating right like never. I've, I've never bombed <laughs> it's funny you say that because i'm not gonna go into details but there were two comedians i'm not gonna say which show this show but 
one had bombed and no one was laughing, all right? And the other one had bombed, but they were laughing at them bombing, though. It was such a bad bomb that, that the bomb itself became yeah. funny. And they were actually voted. <clears throat> I, you know, I would take that shit. I, you know what? I would, like, I would take that. Because even if it, if in failure I made you laugh, that's the reason that's I'm good. there. That's good. That's the reason I'm there. And if Maybe you actually, that's my stick from now on. I'm, fucking, if, I'm just going to be good the your worst toes, bomber you ever did. <laughs> if you're good on your toes, you can play off of that. Right. That's what good comedians do. Yeah. And she did it well. Ah, shit, I said it. Uh-huh. That person did it and well. That person did it well. <laughs> so, how does that feel? Like, when you're watching that, are you just like, oh, shit, I want to help them? or like? I do. And they always come to me after the show for advice. So, what do you do? How do you help them through that? I always tell like, them, in that moment? you never want to break anybody's confidence because no. the majority of the comedians I know personally. Right. So, they're not just like comedians. They're friends, too. So, I always tell them they did a good job. But, you know, you have to find your crowd. Everybody's right. not going to think you're funny. So, find your crowd. And that's for sure, because there's some definite uh, styles of comedy that rub people totally the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy last night who was funny to me, but people were saying he's racist, which is, is comedy, so I didn't think it was racist, though. Oh, that's, we, but, we'll save that conversation for a little bit later. But, <laughs> but we can have that whole the, the PC, uh, yeah, the PC versus you know, like comedy man, thing. It's kind <clears> of <throat> just killing comedy. Yo, but, but like I was saying, they, they approached me and they asked me, what could they have done better? And I'm like, just always try to, try to record your set, basically. Yeah. Cause you want to so see what you did wrong. Yeah. See, see how you, because a lot of it's not just being able to say things funny. It's yep. the mannerisms, like the the body language you use. And all you know, in comedy, timing is everything. <clears throat> right, timing is everything. Your though. stage presence too, like yep. being able to work the stage. You see, some of the best comedians will just walk the stage while they're they're doing their things. There's some that'll just stand straight. Engaging, still. They're gazing. Right, engaging. So yeah. just in case, just in case I've done this, just in case you forget something, there's something in the card that sticks out to you. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you have to play off. The, the venue, per, per se. Like, let's say you're telling a joke and a light flickers. You want to play into that. You want right. to bring it to the table. Acknowledge like, it. Somebody didn't pay their bill. You know, don't mm-hmm. just, don't skip by it. Because right. you, you're sticking to a script now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's cliche. I mean, that's just me, though. So the so the first one of the, the comedy challenge went well. Very well. Uh, right. And then when's <clears> the next date? August 3rd, the second heat. Eight comedians each. Eight to ten minutes. And crowd vote. Crowd vote. All right. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This one's got all the dates. And then August 17th, and then August 31st, and, and then, then the, the finals, finals, September 14th. Yeah. I'm looking to... Uh, I'm trying to make it to one of these shows. You'll love it, man. I'm a, I'm a little stra- strapped at the moment, but I'm trying to make it. Yeah, like, you're always busy. It's cool, Jake. You're a busy guy. So, <clears throat> I would... Uh, but I would love to. I, I'm personally a fan of comedy. Like, when I had Satellite in my car, you know, every time you get a I lease... You get the lease, and you get, like, the six to a year, six months to a year, like free trial or whatever comedy is almost all i listen to is all the comedy um comedy central raw dog comedy like i listen to all the comedy stations what was your favorite what was my favorite station yeah i listen to comedy central and raw dog more than any other uh, oh I, you know what kevin hart took over so jamie fox had the fox that was my favorite that's my and, favorite and kevin hart took it over yeah. so now it's not jamie fox anymore it's kevin hart and his from the heart show which is him and all his buddies the plastic plastic boys Man, just the 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 personal history when they riff on each other is it, God damn. There were some you know times crazy? I was crying driving home because they because they know each other so deep that like one thing leads into like this cut from like <laughs> when they were kids and you know like it's hilarious to see that that dynamic uh, and 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 Kevin being obviously the more famous one. Yeah. 
the amount of shit they give him and they don't let him get away with is pretty funny too, right? I like because they could just be kiss ass, <clears throat> like trying to ride the coattails, but they give him shit. They don't though. No, they don't. It's, it's funny. I like Spanky too. Yeah, Spanky. I like Spanky. Yeah. So we saw <clears throat> we saw Kevin Hart and and some of them uh, perform Spank, and then who else? Performed? I think all of them were there. Uh, <clears throat> Naeem and and the, the one other dude performed. Um, but they were at Little Caesars. We've seen them there. And that show was hilarious, too. Spank. How long ago? Um, last fall? Yeah. It was, it was, whenever, he was whenever he was in town. It was crazy, man, because they, they tell you no cell phones, right? Like, yeah, I know. If you're caught with your cell phone, the power on, period, looking at it, you're out. Straight and, up. Yeah, and so how they did it, well, like, me and my girl were wondering, we're like, how the hell are they going to, you know, do this? <clears throat> they got people walking up and down the aisles wearing glow sticks on a necklace and if they see you on your phone they take that glow stick off and they start spinning it you can see that shit all the way like instant you just oh, see someone shit. spinning a glow stick and then security just swat like, so like swat team scared, comes man. right in and they're like out and like one lady was like i just checked the time don't care out like Dude. and it was hilarious because uh one of the plastic <laughs> boys was the announcer and we were just like how the fuck are you spending money on these tickets and you know like we were in the lower bowl Damn. and it's like how are you spending money on these tickets and then you're gonna fucking go like a whole group of four right across the aisle see my girl was good and got aisle seats so i could, so I could stretch <laughs> out you know though. i could stretch my leg out you know uh but the across from us like this row of four people just out and it was it was going on everywhere let me ask you this jp it was crazy. If, if your lady put her cell phone and she had to get out, are you leaving with her? <laughs> What'd you say earlier? She's the boss? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going home. But she's going to catch hell on me. Yeah, I'm catching hell on Yeah, you know, are you kidding me? I ain't living that one down. And she's the huge Kevin Hart fan. Like, she's she's the one that loves Kevin Hart. So, See you at home, babe. So, yeah, I mean, I wish I could be like... See ya, but she drove, so... Oh, yeah, you, yeah, okay. I'll say no more. I'd be looking for a ride. See you in the car. Right, yeah, it was her car, so she had the keys. <laughs> so... Let me get one more joke. Let me see one more joke, yeah, babe. If I had the keys, babe. Man. Uh, but, man, it was just crazy to see, and I get it. And, and they kept saying, like, at the end, you'll be able to pull out your cell phones. At the end, you'll be able to take pictures and stuff. We just don't want this material. We're getting still out. doing the tour. Yeah. Getting out. It's not about whether it's good or it's bad. It's we don't want to spoil the upcoming shows by having this stuff out there. Right. So just keep your cell phones away. The How many people just couldn't keep their cell phones away baffled me. And I think they said that like they were in Ohio the night before, and they kicked out like 300 people. And they were like, so don't be. People that hard-headed. The, like, yeah, but then why do you think they're doing like the the bags and stuff now? Stick your phone in the bag or and all that shit. Like, I mean, in the, in that the shit coming soon for me too. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 shoot my shit. Yeah, but but in your <clears throat> in your situation, do you do you unless it was a bad performance? Do you? I mean, do you see the harm in someone doing that for you? I mean, I mean, I could see that creating more buzz. I mean, yeah, you you well, have set material, yeah. but like. At the stage that you are, where you're not doing a tour or big shows like that, or, or like huge Kevin shows Hart, like yeah. that, you, you know where you're filling stadiums. Yeah, it would be more word of mouth for you, right? Please shoot me. Like, let me change that because I'm from Easter. Don't please, please, please film. Please film. Please, please film, film him. Me. Yeah. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> film me with your phone. Right. Please. Yeah. I will. I love the buzz. I mean, I'm I'm trying to build, so I'm building a brand, so I need right. all the buzz I can get. So I'll take it all. Most definitely though. I'm actually working on a. Uh, I actually hate, I hate, like, 
I like being innovative. Right. For one. Okay. But you can't help but to do what's being done because everything's been done already. So I'm actually a fan of Wildin' Out. Wildin' Out, right? Yeah. And since nobody of my stature, which is like a regular small guy, is doing anything like Wildin' Out on on a small scale, I kind of want to bring it to my shows. Right. And, put, and implement it in there. But on a, on a different way, of course. I mean, implementing my own things, though. But, right. Your own spin on yeah. it. But, but <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> clear because it's something that's been done before. Yeah. And... and but that that style is entertaining. Look, this very is this is very Joe Roganish, and I will yeah. admit that. And I actually emailed Joe Rogan, so Did I, you email back? Not yet, actually. So now I was talking to my girlfriend. I was <clears> like, <throat> "What if I mentioned that I emailed him in a show, and then I hashtag Joe Rogan, and then he start <clears throat> going, and then and it then maybe I can't believe you cool. did this. <laughs> no one even said serious. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what right. I'm saying. Fucking listening. Hold on, what you gonna say? <clears throat> That's probably my wife listening to something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the boss. Right. But so I was like, oh, man, you know, what if I mentioned that I emailed him? Because he's going to be in town in, in October. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be fucking awesome? He's only here for one night. Wouldn't Ooh. it be awesome if, like, the that morning, if I could somehow just be able to do Like, that's a, a huge inspiration for the format of how I've been doing everything is his show. You know, even not, like, doing the shit in the beginning – like the follow me on Twitter and, and all that stuff, like removing that from the beginning, I could do that. But at the point, like I said, I feel like if you're already listening, right? Like you know what it is, or the 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 definition of the episode explains what it is. You found it already somehow. Yeah, Whether someone to, told you whatever, you share it. right? And you if you, you and if you it. listen to the whole thing, like you'll get all that at the end. Check out the links for the the guests and everything. So, but at the front, like let's just get into it and. It takes a lot of pressure off the beginning because it's like, oh man, I gotta say this shit, and I'd have like stuff up, and I was trying to, ri- dude. I, if you listen to this this next episode that Delano was on, I'm gonna uh, publish in a couple weeks. It was it was the first time I tried to read, and he was dying. He was like, that felt like it was very very fresh. Like was that the one? This is uh, a new thing. Did you did you post about it? Um, I might have posted about it. Yeah, doing it. I think so. And then, I, I think didn't publish it yet. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I'll post about, like, oh, just did this with blah, blah, blah. Look forward in the future episode. You know what's funny? You mentioned that you, um... Oh, I just posted something else mentioned, that uh, I mentioned Joe to Rogan. Because when I first started comedy, I remember tweeting Marlon Wayans. And I was like, do you have any advice for an upcoming comedian? You know, just mm-hmm. reaching out to him. And he tweeted me back. Did he? Yeah. Damn. He told me to... You print that out and save it? <laughs> nope. I don't even have that Twitter anymore. Damn. It's crazy. But he told me... Um, record every set like I tell look at right, me, right. record every set and always watch what you did see if you can make anything better right and I always stuck with it I did quit not quit but I took a break took a break say. yeah because I think people go through hit, that it seems hit, like yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, you go through like different different like periods of doing stuff it just was like um, whatever whatever inspires you at that moment maybe you're yeah, just not feeling it or like was, you said though. like life happens you got other stuff that just and then was hurting me. One too. day it comes back and you're like, all right. Let's, it let's was eating me here. alive because I started working at Quicken Loans in 2015. And I'm a people person, so they sold me on the right. ability to work with people. <clears throat> and there I didn't, I didn't do any shows. But I would sit there and when I'm not talking on the phone, because I was a purchase banker, when I'm not on the phone, I would my mind would be racing like, you could be telling a joke right now. You could be on the stage right, right now. Just right. hit this and I would be like, you could be banking head down. right now. Yeah. Quit your job. And, then, <laughs> and I end up quitting. Right. A year later, though, but 
So what what got you into comedy? At like what point were you like, you know what, I'm gonna really I wanna I wanna try comedy because this is a, like, all honesty, <laughs> this is a part of me that's like I, I think I'm kinda funny. <laughs> I might be able to do this shit. Uh, you gotta try but, it one time. Like, I don't know though. So like I was working on it because I do <gasps> magic and there's a there was a comedian magician, uh the amazing Jonathan. If you ain't never have you ever seen the amazing Jonathan? Uh, oh dude shit. It just that sounds uh, that's funny. But he, but he does he does like magic, but then he tells jokes. So like I literally I can find it. I've got a, like, you know, I'll do sponge balls, like these little sponge balls, and I'll make, put one in my hand and it disappears, and now you've got two in your hands, and I would make jokes like, you know, I bet you you'll have both of my balls in your hands in less than a minute. <laughs> you know, stuff like, I used to use this stuff at, at the bars and crap too, right? And then, like, I would even take it, and this is going to be bad, but I would even take, so they're red, and I would hand them to a girl and be like, yeah, can you just massage my balls for me? You know, can you blow on them a little bit? All right, you're teasing me too much, give them back. And when she would open her hands, they'd be blue. I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. You just gave me blue balls, right? And so I actually have a foam penis, like a foam cock and balls that I would do with tricks with, right? And so like this one time, the ba- this is the best one. This is like the ultimate revenge because in, in Magic, sometimes people will not want to play along illusions magic whatever you tell someone you're a magician they think like kid stuff like no i have, I have a phone penis like <laughs> it's it's and i would tell people i'd be like so at this point we can stay pg or we can go adults because <laughs> you never know who you're gonna offend yeah. right so uh if you said adult all right it's about to get a little raunchier but this one time this husband and i was doing my dad is in a band and they play in bars a lot and he would have me come and just like do walk around stuff for people while in between sets. So I'm talking to this guy and his wife at the bar and he's being a dick and he's literally like opening his hands and trying to ruin shit on purpose. So I was like, all right, I got one for you. And so there, I do this, do this routine where like I put a couple in my hands and I go, you know, how many do you think are in my hand? And you know, the math would be like two or three, whatever. And it ends up being a different number. And the very last time I was like, here, you put them in your hand. You tell me how many you think you have in your hand. And he's like, I don't know. It feels like five or six. And I was like, open your hand. And he opened it and that penis popped out and his wife damn near fell off her seat. Damn, damn near fell off her seat damn laughing. Damn. And he goes, you got me. I deserve that one. And I was like, thanks. Did he laugh? Yeah, yeah. He, he liked it. <laughs> he after better that, but, but it was just hilarious. I mean, no one's expecting like a phone penis yeah. popping up. So, but I've had other crazy ones, man. I was making this cloth disappear and shit. Like, I have it in my hand. And then, whoo, and the cloth is gone. And this lady was like, let me see the cloth. And then she shoved it down her pants. I was like, why don't you get it out now, man? I was like, oh, I'm good on that cloth. Call, call that one a wash. And then later on, like, the this was at a house party. And the the owner of the house later on the wife she had it like tied like a neckerchief around her neck and i'm like no you want to get that off your neck <laughs> yeah. and, and it was funny uh my stepmom she walked over she was like yeah you're gonna want to take that off because that was down blah 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 yeah yeah and then like she put it in a plastic bag it was like do you want <gasps> this i was like no you can burn that i'm just gonna buy me a new one give me a new one give me a new vagina chip yeah holy crap but people are crazy they do some goofy stuff you ever get this you tell people that you're into comedy or you're a comedian. Do you tell me a joke? All do, the time. Do you, do, really? but it's, it's not like I'm walking around with like I tell me a joke, joke in my you know in my pocket. Right. Though, like, and then I, I I'm a, a have, you ever, thought, have you ever have you ever thought about doing that? Have you ever thought about just because is that irritating to you getting that question? It's funny. I always laugh. I, I never you always laugh. Yeah. I always you laugh. should have like a horrible fucking not going to make anyone laugh, laugh joke. joke in your pocket for that scenario. And you'd be like, yeah, tell I that joke. Like one time I was fucking my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. 
You're not that funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what, what was the joke? Blake, there's a million starving I'm kids. I'm divorced. <laughs> right. What's the... <laughs> I said it. Because, <laughs> like, I've had that. <gasps> so, like, like, you know, as a ma- <clears throat> magician, someone finds, oh, do a trick. And the, the funniest thing that happens to me is you always get someone that knows a stupid card trick. And they're like, oh, oh, let me, let me, you know, I'm gonna do this one, Honestly. you know, so you do this or something. Ooh, so like this, <laughs> this, this one time, I was playing at this bar in Mad- or I was performing at this bar in Madison Heights that my dad's band's playing at, and I go out on the patio because a lot of times it's hard to talk to people in a bar while a band's playing or or <laughs> even when the band's not playing and they put on like the regular house music and it's shit's loud, Obviously. you know, it's it's hard to talk and then all the conversations. So I would go out on patios and stuff a lot of times, and I would do like ones with cigarettes and shit where I put stuff out and. You know, I make the cigarette disappear and nonsense like that. And I'm out there and there's these three Jamaican guys. And if I do a Jamaican accent, it's horrible. But, you know, they're out there talking and stuff. And and, and I'm doing tricks and they're like, oh, man, what are you doing over there, man? And like literally, like it was like real stereotypical, like like Jamaican shit. And the one guy's like, I got one for you, Mr. Magic Man. And then he does what's called a, a matrix trick where it's like you put the cards in rows don't pick a card in a row. Just don't tell me the card. Just tell me the row it's in. And then, and then they'll do a different columns this time. Pick the, the column that has your card in it. And then eventually they'll be, they'll flip over a card and be like, is that your card? You know, I was like, yeah, that's my card. And oh man, you got the magic man. Ha ha ha. So what would happen if one time it was like the wrong fucking card? Right. Like really though. No, yeah, right. What would they say? Who knows? What You're fucking lying, man. But so, so this is them doing it to me, like trying to get the magic man. I'm better magician than the magic man. That's fine, whatever. So then I did a card trick where I pretend to fuck up on purpose because the way that I show you your card, literally I hold the deck and I slide my hand over it. And when I take my hand back, it's a completely different card and it's your card. So I act like I'm fucking it up the whole time. And they're like, oh, this guy, yo, he's dropping cards, man. And he's, oh, he's, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't even find it. Cause I'll be like, is this your card? No. Okay. Think about your card really hard. Is this your card? No. Is this your card? No. Is fuck you know like play it up because that's a lot of magic is 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 selling it is in the the timing and selling it in in the the pattern as they call it and literally man i took that card i was like all right what was your card and he tells me his card and i slide my hand and it changed to his card right then and there and he was they were like (laughs) you know it was it was hilarious a a bunch of mons and you know it was was funny but it was such a cool moment just because like People do that. They'll try to one on like I've had that same damn card trick done to me so many times when I've told people that I that I I do the that. matrix one. Yeah, the, one of those matrix. That's <sighs> the trick that everybody. My brother did that shit to me. He thought it was I, so cool though. I yeah, I'm like no, and like when I got into magic, I wanted to fucking blow your mind. I wanted to do shit that you were like, what the fuck just happened? David Blaine, like yeah, yeah. 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 I've I've often joked about that. Like you know, after work one day, I should just bring my shit in and just go David Blaine it down there and get my David Blaine on downtown Detroit. Just walk around and do shit. <laughs> my buddy, I wanted to get him to film me. You should like Chris Angel. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I, like, do I look like I would do some crazy? No. I think I have that going for me, but then I just I feel know. like I people think I'm a creeper because I'm walking up like, hey, you want to see something cool? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> want to see something sweet? Right. You want to see something sweet? <laughs> David Copperfield, is it? He won too, right? Yeah, David Copperfield. He was the one that had all the big TV specials and yeah. shit back in the day. Who just did one? Somebody just did. It was David Copperfield or David Blaine. I think it was David Blaine. It had to be David Blaine. I don't think Copperfield's performing anymore. Who did the uh, 
Frog in a glass. David Blaine's the one that's always doing the endurance challenges too, where like he freezes himself in an ice cube or he yeah. stays in a tank of water for a week. Yeah, he does all that crazy stuff too. And then Chris Angel is the mind freak one. Yeah, where... yeah. I remember watching him when yeah. I was younger. Mm. That shit was creepy as hell. I've I've had people tell me that. Like I, I do this one where you pick a card and I set the cards down and I just start going like this, waving my hands around it. And your card, the deck will cut itself and your card will go and pop right How out. How are you doing? And this and this girl was she was drunk. Dude, this crazy. We went to the bar and I got this buddy that's just he's good looking. <gasps> and he's good he's good at talking to people and he's he's really good looking. And we were walking out of this bar. We were leaving one where I was floating shit. I w- what I would do is I, is I would make shit float in the air and I'd be going like this, you know, just while we were playing pool and shit and just see who notices. I just do some fucked up shit and just see who notices. Right. And like this waitress walks by and she goes to the computer that was right by us, like the little wait station. And she's typing and she looks over and looks like did the double take because I'm sitting here fucking floating <laughs> ball in between my hand. And uh, so we, but we were at this bar playing pool and stuff, and we were leaving to go to another one that had like karaoke and stuff. And one of my buddies wanted to go do karaoke, and we're walking out, and there's this group of girls sitting at like this other bar that's by the front door, and one of them's like, you know, Pete, why don't you go see if these girls want to come out? And Pete just rolls up over there, what's up, ladies? And you know, cool and they're like, yeah, huh, no, no, you know, whatever. So we go to this other bar. Shit you not, 10 minutes later, that whole group of girls walked in that other bar we went to. Whole group of girls came over, started sitting down, talking to us, and, you know, we were watching the people do karaoke and shit, and the, the hottest girl out of the group is talking to Pete, and Pete's got a girlfriend, and he, and he tells her that, at, like, before he leaves, he's like, yeah, I gotta leave, you know, and she's like, oh, blah, 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 and he's like, you're really cool and really cute and stuff, I'd date you, but I got a girlfriend, and holy shit. Pete leaves. That girl had a fucking mental breakdown. Why? Why does? I mean, she was drunk, but I mean, uh, why does everyone always say they would date me, but they got a girlfriend? Uh, and it was just like, oh shit! Like, totally brought the mood down, right? So I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna try to <laughs> cheer. I'm gonna try to cheer her up. Do something, dude. I did that trick where the cards moved on their own and stuff. She was like, you're gonna make me fucking puke. You're gonna make me fucking <laughs> shit. I was like, yo, I'm not trying to make you sick, lady. I'm just trying to cheer you up, you know? And she's like, would you date me? And I was like, I totally got a girlfriend. <laughs> no, you was like, I would, but, but I got a girlfriend. But I got a girlfriend. I was like, oh, shit. Hell like, no, not with those problems. Uh-uh. Don't want, don't, don't want no. nothing to do with that. But it was just crazy. But it was funny because I'm doing this trick, and she's telling me she's going to vomit. It's yeah, making me sick. Fucking throw up. You got a girlfriend, too? <laughs> right oh, man, i was like damn just did the same thing i was I, I told i called them the next day i was like dude man just destroyed this girl <laughs> what the fuck? how long have you been doing magic since i was 16 i uh i always used to get like the magic kits when i was a kid like you're real young you know you get those like magic kits and it's got just like some basic what was the time you performed the first time i performed no the last time oh the last time yeah. <clears throat> oh when's the last time i did stuff Last year, a couple times last year, I did one for a work, for a divisional meeting. I've done that a couple times. Uh, so I did it again. Oh, no, it wasn't for a divisional meeting. It was for a leader meeting when I was a leader. Uh, we had this big outing at a restaurant, and our leadership group was in charge of, like, the theme, which we did, like, uh, uh, um, shit. You just hear your um, boss like, hey, Jay. Versus rea- uh, perception versus reality. Mm. So, like, that, for me, magic is, like, an do easy, easy tie-in. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's an easy tie-in, right? Because, like, what you perceive to be happening versus what's really yeah. happening, right? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I did some stuff there. And then I think I've done... 
something else for one of my dad's gigs. Like he's always trying to get me to come out to to his bar gigs to do stuff. I think the, uh, we we get off a little bit. You asked me. <laughs> wait, that was good shit though. You asked me what made me want to be a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Like, what what made you decide like I'm gonna be a fucking comedian? So I remember, I remember the first time. At what point did you call your comedian yourself a comedian too? Because at one point you're just someone trying to tell. Not until jokes. I did it. Not until, Not until you got up on yeah. stage and did it. I remember watching uh, Alex Thomas. This is what made me try stand up. Yeah. Alex Thomas used to play on the Jamie Foxx show. One of Jamie Foxx's friends on the show, and it was like a. I want to say a video, a short video. He was like, your friends may say you're funny. You may think you're funny. And if you think so, give it a try. Give it a try. And then yeah. it stuck with me until I actually did it, though. But the, the time I realized I wanted to be a comedian was I was in fourth grade. And I remember our teacher putting us in groups of three and told us to write a story like about anything. Right. And I told the people in my group, like, I got it, I write it. It was due the next day. I got it, I write it. And I wrote a story about an elephant, the elephant and the mouse. But I made it very humorous, though. And the class was laughing. The teacher was laughing. I was like, I can really do this. Right. 11 years old, though. Right then, it set off the, yeah. ooh, people like to laugh. And I made them laugh, so. And I've always been a fan of uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, the raunchy people, right. Eddie Griffin. And my favorite comedian is, <clears throat> is Jamie Foxx, though. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. See, I don't know if I've ever listed any Jamie Foxx stand-up. Uh, they more, <clears throat> more older. They're... Yeah. But, uh, see, <clears throat> I've listened to Eddie Murphy, and I've listened to Richard Pryor. I would listen to that stuff on... On uh, the comedy see, channels, you know, man, I'll tell you what. I'll though. tell you what, man. There was this one. I sat through that shit for five minutes or more of of one joke, one long story joke, Fair and then much. someone called me, and I had to take it. And I missed the fucking punchline. Oh my Killed god! Me. Killed me. I was like, god, <laughs> damn, man. I sat through all this, and then I didn't even get to hear the punch. And I never heard that joke on on the satellite station again. I was like, damn. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Who's the goat? Who's the goat? Who would you say the goat is? Because I know it's it's that question is kind of. So, I feel like I'm inadequately <gasps> uh, able to answer that question because, like, I haven't listened to a lot of the classics, right? Like, I've listened to some prior, but I haven't listened to all the prior. I haven't listened to all Eddie. So, like, my personal favorites right now, I've. And it's funny because he looks like my brother looks like him. But Daniel Tosh is one of my favorites. I love Daniel Tosh. And I love Daniel Tosh because he says, I can separate saying fucked up shit in in the name (laughs) of humor. Right? I'm not one of those people where you say, I might be like, oh, shit, that was horrible. But I'm still going to laugh if that shit's funny. Like, if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. Now, you say something that's not funny. And it's just it's just mean and wrong. Like there's a difference, but you know, or like even uh, uh, Jeselnik. I mean, he's atrocious the shit he says, but it's hilarious, and his delivery is great. Like his he's got such a unique delivery style that's just so deadpan serious when he says it. I mean, it's it's awesome. But I saw Tosh at the state, at the uh, Fox Theater too. I saw him there, which was a great show. Uh, and a lady actually stood up and threw something at him. And, and he was like, do you know whose show you're at? Bitch, I got a TV show. Like, <laughs> like people. No, man. But, but it was funny. But, like, some of his jokes are just horrible. You know, like, he talked about how he got that shit about making a joke about rape. You know, being raped. And his response <laughs> was horrible, but was, 
Like, well, you know, if you had a daughter and she was raped, you wouldn't think it's funny. And he'd be like, well, well you know, I know she's a survivor because she made it past the abortion. So, you know, <laughs> like, and like those kind of jokes, like, yeah, it's wrong. But isn't that part of what comedy is, yeah. is like laughing through stuff. Like some people, that's how they deal with the pain or, or the things going on in their lives. And I mean, a lot of comedians have, have come from messed up backgrounds or lot, they've gone a through lot, a lot yeah. of messed up stuff because that's like the coping mechanism. A lot right? of comedians do it too because... It, it differentiates them. Like if I if I don't know your name, I'd be like the guy who talked about rape. Right, right. Oh, oh, Tosh. Yeah. So you know, and then and then <clears throat> uh, I really really like uh, God damn Bill Burr. Bill Burr is one of my top five all time favorites. I saw Bill Burr, man, uh, when he came to town, and <clears throat> I wasn't disappointed at Bill Burr. I will actually there I was disappointed in Bill Burr, but not for his performance because okay, he cool. didn't do something. That was the most annoying comedy show. The most, if I was a comedian, the most offensive comedy show I've ever been to. I've never seen so many people up and walking around at a comedy show, period. Like, it killed me. The The, the people in our row the entire night were constantly getting up. And, again, my girlfriend, taking me into consideration, booked aisle seats so I could have leg room, right, uh, up and down. And it was one of those things where, like, you're out of the moment because your people are coming down the aisle to get out and shit. And, and then all of a sudden the whole fucking crowd laughs. And you're like, what the fuck did I just miss? Man, that's fucked and, up. And it drove me nuts. And, like, I saw Tosh there. People didn't get up. I mean, like, they got up and walked around a little bit for Gerard Carmichael because he was opening. But mostly they weren't up and walking around. And when Tosh was, like, it was everyone in their seats the entire time. Even that for Bill. Up. People were up walking around. I mean, I could, me and, and my girlfriend were like, I can't believe this right now. Like, there, there were so many people getting up and walking down the aisles. And why I'm disappointed in Bill Burr is that he didn't call anybody out. I knew he was about to say that, too. He that he have. didn't call anybody out because that was rude. Like, you're here to see this. And people pay good money to see this and to laugh. And you're constant. Like, if you wanted to go fucking to the bar, go to the bar. Like don't down, don't Just come to an experience where someone is up on stage like you're there to give them your attention and not just fucking get up and be interrupting everybody else's time. So yeah, that that drove me nuts. Uh, I'm pretty good with that though. Didn't I'm, didn't I'm have good. an issue at uh at uh, uh Kevin Hart <clears throat> besides the whole phone twirly thing, but uh no that that was just crazy. Now the best comedy show I've ever been to, and I'll give this one was uh. God, what was that? Dude, it was everybody. And the tickets were like 35 bucks. It was at DTE. So you could either get the seats in the gazebo or the pavilion area, or you were out on the hill, out on the field, you know. So we got the general admissions. It was like 35 a piece. It was Aziz Ansari, Nick Kroll, Jesselnick, uh, Amy Nick Schumer. Kroll? Yeah, Amy Schumer, um, uh, Bridget, whatever the hell her she's fucking crazy uh jeffrey ross like it was every big name comedian like all the ones you could think of at the, at the time like jeff ross i ran into him in the crowd like i went to go get her a drink and i'm walking and all of a sudden i hear jeff ross right next to me like oh man it's a packed place tonight huh? and i was like dude huge fan like yeah, it's awesome cool yeah yeah he was out in the crowd a bunch of times man. uh doing like the <clears throat> roast and stuff but it was a it was a, a killer headline. Like you, there was, I could not believe the, the, you would pay $35 to go see two, one of those comics. Right. Right. And I got to see a whole fucking lineup and they were up there for a while, dude. It was an all day, like one o'clock till 10 o'clock fucking comedy festival. It was awesome. So one to 10. 
Yeah, God, something damn. like that, dude. It was awesome. And I mean, and I mean, you get up and walk around if you wanted to and stuff like that. Like we found our spot and just sat there and died. And that Bridget lady, holy shit! Wanna, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what her name is right now. She's been on a couple other shows and stuff I've seen. Um, she's a bigger, raunchy ass white lady, and she—I mean, she was fucking swinging her tits all over the place, like literally tits out. Like when I, I don't say like she was swinging them in clothing, like she was whipping them things out. And then she pulls this, she pulls this guy off this kid up on stage, and she or she, first she went out into the crowd and she was dancing on him and all this stuff. And then it was funny. She was like, "Oh, is this your girlfriend?" She was like, "No, I'm his mother." She was like, "Oh, how old is he?" And then she was like, you know, like sixteen or seventeen. And she was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Damn. And then, but then everyone riffed on that kid the whole night. Like he got pulled yeah, on. So he got titties. No, on. but he got pulled on stage like multiple times like that was a, a night of a lifetime for this kid like he got pulled up every comedian was like yeah it's hilarious i'm trying to think what was his name uh jay farrell i think was there too you know does the voices all, yeah does yeah. all the voices and he came out and he started talking about having your black card you know like the white guys be able and he was like none of y'all can say that but you you have British <laughs> in your face tonight like you, you get an honorary pass today like this show is hilarious let me ask you this jay is there a comedian that you thought wasn't funny but then you've seen him in person, him or her in person, and Ooh, it changed your mind. Since I haven't seen a ton uh, of like big name known ones in person, I can't think of any anyone that I thought was like, eh, I don't think they're funny. And then now I do. I there was a comedian that I didn't initially think was funny, but over time I think they're fucking hilarious, and that's Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, his style of comedy voice, is so fucking weird, and. And I watched him do some roasts, and I'm dying because he's getting no <gasps>, laughs, and he's just <laughs> and he's just fucking yelling and, and, and doing his voice and, and shit. But oh my god, like it's hilarious, and he'll tell these long rambling stories, and then the punchline like comes so, uh, dude. He's actually I, like I said, I, I didn't used to think he was funny and then i started appreciating him when i seen him on a couple of these things and and, and doing like a little <laughs> guest spots and it was just like damn this guy is fucking hilarious you know for me it was well i always thought they were well i, I respect comedians period though right oh i, I respect anybody anybody that puts themselves out there like that in that situation for that situation, sure yeah. for sure but dl hughley okay and uh Eddie Griffin. Okay. See, I've heard a little <clears throat> bit of Eddie Griffin stand-up. Um, yeah, I could see that. Uh, D.L. Healy, I don't think I ever really... But he was in Kings of Comedy, wasn't yeah. he? I, I, I liked Kings of person, Comedy. Just, it was just totally was different. It? it was different? It was, man. I like. I love him now. Yeah. But I, his, his, his style of comedy for me was just like, he likes to talk about the crowd. Right. When I went to go see him, though, he had... It was just totally different, though. It What's was, your favorite style of comedy? And and uh, what what would you say you are? I like... To narrow it down, I say half and half of physical and verbal. That's why I like Jamie Foxx so much because his body language is just like when he does. He he's really man. good at like the the body stuff. Yes, though. like man, yes. even in movies that he's been in, he's good with the body stuff uh, and, and being able to portray a character physically <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like for when he sure. does the, it's not it's not right. But it's just funny because he does it like when he walks like a white person, though. Yo, he has his back in, his, his ass sticks out far, and he's bow legged, though. And it's yeah. always funny to me, though. Like, he was the first comedian that ever made me cry, like tears. All right. All right. And to this day, I will watch it today, and I, sw I swear to you, I will cry. 
and my wife would be like, why the fuck are you still laughing at this shit? And you've seen it a hundred times. It, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that shit is right. that funny to me. But, um, and I've been watching Eddie Griffin for, for years, though. And I hardly ever thought he was funny. But seeing him on tour, it was two years ago when uh, Charlie Murphy passed. Okay. When he was on tour with him. And I wanted to go because Charlie Murphy, though. And he passed right before our Tyler show Murphy, in Detroit. Holy shit. <laughs> and he was very funny, though. It was, was he? D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, uh, George Lopez, and Cedric the Entertainer. All were hilarious. Man, that was the best show I've been to in my life. Even though it's only the second one. I've been to uh, a Marlon Wayans show at, what's the club in Toledo? I, funny to, I, always, I always thought Marlon Wayans was hilarious. And, and on TV. I'm gonna say that on TV yeah. he's hilarious, but not on. It I'm wasn't. Not, it wasn't so much live. No, nah, the crowd was kind of. They were. I, I've always heard, like I've heard other comedians say, like Damon Wayans is. He, he, he kills. He's the best one. Yeah. He kills. Like as far as stand up, I think he's actually the funniest one. But I think, I don't even want to get it. Fuck it, Sean. I think Sean is pretty funny too. Like verbally, Sean is very funny. But Damon just has some Marlon in him and some Sean though. But I've always been a bigger fan of Kenan because I feel like he put everybody in places to succeed. Where, like, where they're at? Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Talk about a fucking like dynasty. Yeah, like right. Like their it, kids, even Damon's kid now is yeah. acting and stuff. I love I it mean, though. I mean, that's a that's a, a crazy thing to have like that that family name, a comedy family name, and all the things they've done from in Living Color and all the movies, uh, you know, all the scary movies, stuff like that. And like Kenan is just chilling. Yeah, no, he's in, just chilling in classic him. movies and stuff too. I'm going to get you yeah. sucked. Yeah, that's that's like on on Amazon or something right now. It is. Yeah, I think some one of them. I seen it the other day. I hope I it seen is. It. I hope it is. What do you? So who's who's the goat to you? Since you're gonna ask me that, and, and really, I, I don't know like who I can't say like who my one favorite is. I, I can't either though. I just know, for me, growing up watching these people, I just know Richard Pryor is one of them. Like I can't give you a definite go, but Richard Pryor is one because watching him and then watching other comedians, I see a lot of his jokes have been reused by other comedians right. though, which happens a and, lot. And how do you feel about that? Because I mean, like, I think there's there's the ability for for two people to look at a scenario and come to the same which is fine the I, same punchline it's a how you get there because yeah. i know like in the comedy world that's a there, huge yeah. that's a huge thing though like you said george lopez he got a lot of shit for a while of stealing people's material um there was that whole thing between louie and uh Man. and what's his name dane cook about like the, the itchy butthole or something yeah. stealing that I bit i mean like they, that happens <clears throat> here and there i just think if you put your own twist on it and it's not verbatim word for word because right. some comedians like like say i took your joke and you had been doing comedy for 20 right. years before i came some comedians take it as as a shout out basically right like paying homage yeah to he, he loves me he likes right. me so but some homage, take it as homage, some some who didn't get their due are the ones who usually get right. mad because oh he's still in my joke and then they bring him back See, to the spotlight you know what's funny you say that that's, <clears throat> that's interesting right so like in the comedy game you could borrow someone's material or put your own spin to, to kind of pay tribute to them right yeah versus like you look at some of the the hip-hop stuff now like these artists that are out like I don't, tupac biggie who like i don't listen to that yeah, and that's crazy. like and, and it's crazy not to have like that that respect for what came before you and, and kind of like where we're at now yeah. right and it's funny that you say that in comedy that 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 can be like the, yeah, that the pay a tribute yeah. and then like i said it's usually the ones who, who didn't get their due who had good careers here and there you might have seen them somewhere and then someone who got bigger than them maybe used the joke or used it in a better way. What kind of style of comedy do you like more? Uh, or, or like, <clears throat> like there's the storyteller, right? Like Kevin Hart. Like a, a lot of comedy. A lot of comedy that I like is storytelling. 
Um, there's a couple guys, and I can't remember their names off the top of my head, that literally will just run through punchlines. They'll just run through jokes. And it'll be almost so ridiculous that it's funny. Ray Fox comes to mind. Because I know Ray Fox was a punchliner. But storyteller. Storyteller. I love storyteller. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think I think there's a... It's interesting too because then you're always like, "Is this a true story?" Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's always that part too where it's more relatable. You know, I've got stories that I tell about my <gasps> kids that have I've had people like just dying. Like, that's my brother. Like, my brother is. <laughs> have you ever known anyone that you thought could be a comedian? Like, they they they're funny enough that it might translate to being on stage. I do. But and they don't do it, or they they won't. They're not gonna do it. That's, that's my brother. Nervous, yeah. Like, I've tried to get my brother to. Just because he he seriously is he could probably pass as Daniel Tosh's body double. Like if they needed someone to do <laughs> Daniel Tosh stunt double, my brother could pass for him. But then also sounds kind of like him and talks raunchy just like him. You know, like like the first time, like one of the first times he met my girlfriend, he was saying some crazy shit, and she's looking at me like, "What the fuck?" And then he's like, "Oh, relax, I'm just twisting your titties." You know, like like he's just like, "I'll run <laughs> this it is off. Great. This is normal for me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's to the point where like if he doesn't come around often, she'll be like, "Man, I miss your brother. I need a good laugh." You know, and, he, and it's one of those things where like he comes over and in in the shit that just comes out of this kid's mouth, the guy's mouth, whatever. You know, is just hilarious. And I've told him like, "Dude, like." You could probably fucking kill if you just like to go one, put put a little time. bit of a routine together and went and did it. And I was trying to talk him into it, but you know, nope. My first time doing it, you know, I, I had my material for a long fucking time, like a long time. And when I went up, it just came out like I was having a conversation. You ever you ever get tired of doing the same same stuff, practicing it over and over? I get tired of writing. Sometimes I want to just go up there and do you do you, you sit down and write? Yeah, all the time. Cause so I, like. I'm not racist. What's that? What's that look like, though? Is it? Does it look like, like you're writing out the story, or are you writing out just like beats that that touch on like where you're going, and how much do you stick to that script? More of the story, and then I just make it mine. Well, it's already mine, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not going to speak it verbatim, so I just take the parts that I need. I might throw something else in, like an ad lib somewhere, and then take it from there. So like, like when I when I wrote my book, which I consider a comedy book. Uh, it's short stories about my delivery experiences and literally the way I organized that and the way I figured out which stories I wanted were because I could name them like literally name. I should show you name them like Please the, do. the chapter. I don't even, it's called what the truck, right? <laughs> but like, let me see. I think that it'll show me the table of contents for free. Uh, like, if you click on it. Yes. Okay. So, it just showed the table of contents. Well, even my introduction, you know, I try to be funny. I'm like, you know, if they had to make a movie about the best delivery driver in the world, Liam Neeson, would, be would, Liam Neeson would play me. You know, like, <laughs> like Taken. You know, if Taken was a movie about delivering appliances, Liam Neeson would be playing me. Appliances. You know, just, just being stupid, right? But, uh, where, oh, where is, so, like, it's the tooth, like, here we go. So, like, literally, me and my buddy that lived through most of these experiences with me, we would sit and be like, just name them. Like, you know, like, what what were the, like, this one or that one? Like, we could literally, like, Indian porn is a title of one of mine. I, I you, Indian porn. I did a delivery to a guy, this Indian dude, in the dead of summer. I'm dying, sweating. Guy comes to the door. He's wearing a parka and a fucking, like, a hat. Like, it looks like he's dressed for winter. And he's playing Club Jenna 
porn channel blasting Fuck. on the big screen in his t in his living room on the surround sound. We're can't, you can't use blasting. And we're and we're <laughs> and we're delivering <laughs> we're delivering him a freezer, and this shit's just blasting. And it's just playing, right? And we're like, ah, 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 ah. and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I come out to my partner, and I'm like, dude. This guy's just watching porn, and he's standing in here in a parka. In a parka. Yeah, we were, it just didn't make sense, you know? But, like, so, like, to me, those are, like, the story beats, right? Like, I would say, like, hard nipples. Holy shit, me and my brother did this delivery to this lady. Like, we put check this situation, right? So we're delivering, like, a lawnmower, and we pull up. And this couple, this young couple is working outside, uh, you know, good-looking boyfriend, husband, whatever. And the girl is she's beautiful, and but she's got huge tits. And the whole time we're standing there talking to them in the street, after we did the delivery and they're signing the paperwork, her nipples are getting harder and harder and harder oh, to the point where, like, I'm trying not to even fucking look at her because it's like, it's one of these, like, <laughs> you know, like he's talking, I'm looking at him, she talks, it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and, my brother, my and my brother was standing on the back of the truck. Well, we finished the delivery, get the paperwork, sign all stuff. As soon as we get in the, in the cab. He's like, bro. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. And he's like, did you? Holy shit. He was like, oh, man, if I was her husband and we left and I looked at her and was like, look at your nip. Go, go put a bra on. No, fuck that. We in here now. But so, like, that's like I got – that's that's how I, I structured this was just when I was writing. Like, if you read this and you're like, oh, I read – you know, what was this about? One, just those titles, I could tell you the story, yeah. and it might not be word for word the same as it's written down and all that stuff. But like, to me, if I was gonna do comedy, that's kind of how, probably how I'd do it because I have all these life experiences. Like, how long has that been on uh, Kindle? I mean, I'm oh on. man, I published this in 2015. Yeah, bam, oh, 2015. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna check this yeah. out. Yeah, this is an actual <gasps> picture. So like, the trees look real in the background. Is an actual picture of our truck crashed into a snowbank. We slid off the road, and we were we were stranded there for like an hour. That's a great and picture was, for the time. And I was taking man. pictures, and then I uh, what I did is is I do this um uh, this art style where I'll take like a real picture, and then I isolate the tone. Basically, it makes it look like a cell shaded kind of. So like, oh, dude, I got all kinds of artwork and shit. But uh, I don't know where the rest of the stuff is. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so is it was just you know like that's to me how I would do it because like you see sometimes a, a comedian will look down like at the stool for a sec like where what's next where am I at yeah. like and there's is there a structure when you're <clears> doing <throat> it like do you roll through the state stories in the same order or do you switch stuff around how how does that play out for you in in order unless I unless yeah. I forget which very rarely happens. I'm 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 not switching the order though. How often do you rehearse this stuff? Like you go over these stories. You know what's crazy is that my wife gets mad because I don't rehearse in front of her. Really? Yeah, I'm nervous for some reason no, in, front why are you nervous in front of her. I don't know. It's crazy. That shit crazy. Mm -hmm. I rather perform in front of somebody else than my wife though. Really? Because I feel like she'll be like, "That's not funny to me." Oh, and I'm like, it's Megan, not Megan gets so sick of me doing magic you. tricks. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yo, babe, check this out again. Does it look good? Can you see what I'm doing?" Get the fuck out, Jay. I was like, oh, "It looks fine." You know, like, like I would get that. Haven't even looked yet, though. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. No, I, had, I got a friend who says he, uh, he go, he, he has a beat. Like you said, uh, the table got it. Oh, shit. Trail, so, trail talks a lot with his hands. I do. So do I. So but I, I like, that's why I like, I, I like, I think I'm down, down, here. down here like this. Keep like I'm trampling my hands together. I'm going to try that. But, uh, yeah, he keeps, he keeps smacking the microphone. <laughs> he says he, he, he goes on beat and I always wonder like, what do you mean on beat though? And he broke it down for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm no. not that. Nah, not yet. Not for me. 
Not yet. But I usually, it's like a trigger word. Right. Like if at the end of a joke, right. something like, kind of like, and that's what that is for me, yeah. right? Like <clears throat> I can see those titles and that triggers, and you know I know the is. story that yeah. goes to it. And that was, it was funny when we were coming up with that. I'm like, yo, I'm going to tell this story. What do you think we should call it? And like, guy would just, my buddy or I would just bam. And we would be at people's houses <laughs> talking, not even before the, before the book was even written. We'd be at people's houses just talking and like, oh dude, remember this one? Oh yeah. Like, and instantly know what we were talking about. That should sound good. I gotta, I gotta check it out now. I really it's, it it's, it's horribly gross. That's like, fine with Like me. hoarder houses. Like one of those stories, it's the tooth. I found a tooth on a dryer. My wife's mom's house. Oh, damn. <laughs> she, she probably won't hear this. That's good. Right. <laughs> More likely she won't hear this. Shit. Yeah. Limited. This is going to be the one time she listens. I do. You know, I think I have to Let stay. Let see what Trail's saying. I have to stay on. <laughs> you know what? She might, though. <laughs> Edit that out, James. <laughs> no edits. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's my last show, man. This is live now. No. I have to, um, I have to stay on beat with my with my my script. I'm gonna call it because sometimes I do venture off into like the crowd or what's going on. Right, right. So I have to be able to come back to what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But so, do you think that? I mean, that's that should be kind of a natural part, right? Because then it makes it feel like it's a personal experience yeah. when you start playing off that, like <clears throat> I know. It always it's, it's always crazy when you watch someone perform, especially when it's like a big act and they're on a tour. And they're like, Detroit! Yeah, I love playing Detroit! The best place ever! Yeah. And it's like, is that just smoke up my ass? Yeah, that, it is. Right? Like, they're just trying to make it personal. But it is funny when it's like, those moments are happening right there. Like, there was one, one I was watching. I can't remember if I was at the show. Or if it was one that I was watching on TV and someone was laughing in the background crazy. Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, fuck. And that's at the place in Southfield. Um, God, what was his name? Uh, Aerie Spears. Oh, I went and seen Aerie Spears. Now, look, that was an interesting experience. Oh, yeah, I know it is. So, well, let's, let's, let's frame this a little bit. Now, this is Southfield. Uh, it's a predominantly black club. And I'm me, the one white guy, with a family of Chaldeans at this black club watching mostly black comedians. comedians. Uh, which, I, I just, I'm no stranger to that situation. That's fine with me. Actually, the night at Delano's house was a very similar situation. <laughs> which, and we'll talk, that's, oh, it's a great idea for some future episodes, too, which <coughs> he's on board with. But, uh, um, it was just an interesting experience, you know, and it was funny because like there was a lot of, you know, obviously black culture jokes and I, it was funny. Like this one, it, they would stop and explain. They turned to us and be like, so in black culture, yeah, this, this, is what this, is. Is. this is what this is. This is what we do. Black girls will pat their hair because of the weaves, like, you know, like stuff itching. like that. Right. It was hilarious. You know, they don't want to itch it, mess up the weave. but it was just, uh, it was such a funny experience. But yeah, like even that, like someone was laughing real crazy and just bringing that in makes it personal for that moment. This dude, oh, shit was hilarious. And and Aries killed it. This dude, like, called out to him like he knew him. And he was like, yo, no, you know, this is my show. I got it. And he was like, yo, it's me, you know, Smoke. Smoke. And he was like, what kind of name is Smoke? You know, you're from the 70s, blah, blah, blah. Stuff like this. Man, he put Smoke into every joke. Smoke became <laughs> the punchline of every damn joke. It was hilarious. Like, you know, like, oh, he started talking about this thing. Oh, man. At the end, you throw who did it. They found out Smoke did it. You know, like, it was just hilarious. It was, it was, it was really funny. I got to get that good. It was like, really I'm good, good, but I'm, I haven't tried, uh, what's the word? 
re like reformatting your yeah. joke to include something yet. that's yeah, going on. I mean, every joke this guy ended up being the yeah. punchline. It was hilarious. I do play great to the crowd though. Yeah, like whenever somebody tries to heckle or yell something out, I always see. And I think always. like I think <clears throat> comedy is like one of those ones where. As long as you stay cool under the pressure, yeah. you can you can heckle the heckler because I think there's like a respect for that, right? Like as long it as is, as long as you don't go all Kramer on people, as long as you're not like, a fucking drunkie in the crowd. Yeah, like, I had somebody drunk before and I had to like talk to him in the hallway. I'm like, calm, calm down, man. And that's so. Do you ever worry about your safety at at a show? At at my shows now because, like I said, they're in my neighborhood, right? Not really. Not even. Not even because of where they're at or who's there, but more so that you might have. You might say something that offends someone. So like, no joke, right? Yeah. The, the shit is crazy in the world nowadays, and people are acting out against other people more and more and more than they ever used to. Six. I mean, people are getting shot because they cut someone off and they didn't even know that it pissed that person right. off, and they're following them home and blasting their family in the car in the driveway. Like, there is some crazy shit out there. So like, is that one of those things? <clears throat> does that ever come to mind? Have you ever thought about that? Like, no. so Jim Jeffries did the the jokes about uh guns and and taking away gun rights you know um he talks about it in one of his specials like literally the jokes in one of his specials but then he talks about what happened after it where he guy pulled guns on him and like oh you think it's so funny you come over here tell us how to because you get those people that are just going to take everything wrong just like get tosh the the girl that stood up and started throwing shit at him like this is daniel fucking tosh like he's he's known like how do you not right like this is what he says he says it's offensive shit and you're fucking here right exactly you have to know and that's what he's you know like what his point was but like does that ever cross your mind at all that like you could say something and it's supposed to be a joke the the social contract you sign coming to the show is you know this is a comedy show but some people just can't separate it and i always drop a disclaimer yeah. At the beginning of the show, like, please don't be offended because there are jokes, and if you're going to be offended, please leave. I dropped a disclaimer on a show the I, other day. I always do. When I was recording, I dropped a disclaimer. So the express, the views and expressions, the points of view, whatever, you know, <laughs> the, the thoughts and expressions and points of view being expressed by my guests are theirs and not mine. It was dropped subtly into it, but uh, it was just because this person was from... They grew up at a different time, right? And so, like, stupid things were gay. You know, like, oh, that was so gay, or this faggot there, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't necessarily, like... Like hate speech towards gays and homosexuals, like, or literally, like that. Literally gay, or <laughs> no, no, like yeah, no, you know, like uh, if someone says something stupid, you're like, dude, that's so gay. Yeah, right. Okay, like, so that, that was yeah. like his his, and that was just the time he grew up in. Like he kept making reference to this funny. He was like, he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I grew up in the '80s when you know, like your uncle molested you and everything. You just it was stupid. You called it gay, and like, so like that's that time frame. And I mean being kind of trapped in that time frame i mean isn't that what we do with music a lot right right like, like the best music to us is the shit we grew up to that's the shit everybody else's stuff's okay and then now this shit, shit, shit that's how we right, feel right. so like that was one where i was like oh man if someone listens to this let I me get drop heels yeah. let me drop the this is not necessarily my uh but my i'm view. not but i'm not gonna say like hey that's how you talk that's that's you you're being you and I'm not going to try to censor right. that. And, you know, that's, right. that's you. That's how, that's what right. I tell the comedians, too, though. Yeah. And, well, you know what? Actually, one of my friends told me that he worries about my safety. Yeah. Yeah. And it it it, it touched me more than anything, though, because right. he he's worried about my safety, though. Right. But it, it's not even – it might be a bad thing to say, but it's not even in the back of my mind, though, not to be worried about my safety because of jokes, though. And, and again, like <gasps> 10 years ago, 
I wouldn't even say to worry about yeah. it. But like the way things have been now, just people get upset about something and they just fucking take action. They and do, it's, and it's crazy without warning, though, right? Like... Without warning, and you just never know. You know? Oh yeah. Shit. Just make sure you got a gun, so then. At the know. shows too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have my I'm shit kidding. cocked. I'm kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> well, you know, being being in school, you know, all oh, teachers with <laughs> teachers with guns will stop all the school shootings. <laughs> That's how they act back now. Life is a joke. Practicing, yeah, for sure. But it's uh, shit, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. I want to catch one of your shows though. So, like, where do you see play too much productions? Are you sticking with just comedy shows? Do you see yourself branching out into other things? Like, what what's the uh, the ultimate goal for play too much? I don't think it's the ultimate goal because I think of ultimate goal as as the end, and I don't I don't want it to end necessarily. All right. So I like that that point of view. I uh. Let me see. For one, there's the show that we're going to get produced yeah. and, and get out there. Yeah. Me, you, and Elena. Oh, I know. We got it, <laughs> man. And that's the crazy thing, right? Like, we hook up and it's like, oh, dude, we got this idea. Like, we vet it out. Like, there's nothing time, like it really timing, out there. Man. It is timing. And I do feel like we're letting that time go. Yeah. But because we're focused, we all have different things we're focusing on. I mean, families and, you know, businesses uh, and yeah, working, other side yeah, stuff yeah. going on. And it is it is tough. Like, you're it doing is. this comedy show. I'm like, dude, trailing got time to sit down and try to write man, out some more shit. character stuff, right? Shit. You know, so it's, it's, yeah. This is off topic, but. My uh, remember I talked to you about my my family and my pops. And stuff yep, like yeah, that. yeah. So my pops came out here for the weekend to kick it with me, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah, I saw you posted. It, it was cool, man, super cool. And today, today is, he left at one o'clock, but he dropped his rental car off at nine. He came over last night after my show. At Did he come to the show? Yeah, but my father's a Christian. Him and oh. my cousin were here. They're Christians though, which my father doesn't judge. Period though, he said he enjoyed himself, but he just couldn't be there for too long because the language was just so. So he's that hardcore. Like yeah, it was yeah. But he came over last night at twelve thirty, and I had him getting any rest because these shows, planning for these shows, yeah. my anniversary, and then you know I have the I'm working on my nonprofit, which is called the Change the Narrative, which I wanted to touch on too. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So working on that, and then just having a family, having to work, and then I was exhausted. I'm never, I'm never, I want to say never tired, but that would be a lie. So I'm hardly ever tired then, and I'm up to about three, four every day, but I guess it finally caught up to me. And me not seeing my father, I wanted to kick it with him the whole time he was here. Right. So but you came had 12, all these other... When he came at 12.30, I was like, okay, I'm up. And 1 o'clock, I just started. My eyes just got super heavy. And I'm going in and out. My wife was looking at me crazy. And I dozed, I went to sleep. <laughs> and I woke up, he was gone. And I was upset because I knew he was leaving. Right. But yeah, It I, felt like a waste of time. Yeah, it did. But just knowing that I, I fell asleep and that never happens, though. Like, I never fall asleep in my house first. I'm always the last one because I check the doors and all that stuff. And yeah. I'm up watching TV. But I was sad. I'm still sad because he left and I didn't get to hug him. I didn't get to say bye. Anything like oh, that, damn. Because I was just being exhausted. Right. Just knowing I'm working on all this stuff and then it finally hit me because I got up. I had four hours of sleep yesterday just from the anniversary party. Then get up and then go take my dad to downtown and he wants to see Hitsville. He wants to see the, the fish. Right, down, right. Like, not, not a Detroit native? Nah. No. We are from, well, well yeah, where originally from? from Gary, Indiana. Okay. Oh, fuck. So he's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've only driven through Gary and I... Yeah, you I, can see. Oh, man. You can see. Not, like, not just that, just the smell, like the sulfur smell and stuff. Man. Woo-wee. So it's it's not as industrious as Detroit, but they're about the same. Burn some incense driving yeah. through there. He, uh, he's been in New York for about, I think he said, 22 years. Okay. But you can hear it in this. You can hear How did you end up in Detroit then? My, uh, man. So I've been in Michigan since 94. Uh, my mom... 
was with my stepdad for maybe 13 years. We moved here because his granddad had a house okay. he wanted to give us. Right. Because we were living in oh. in a, a family <laughs> flat when I moved here. Yeah, don't turn down a house then. Man, never. Yeah, right. But the house was like barely there. But Whatever. Now it's not there anyway. So some <laughs> strong wind came years later. That motherfucker. It was already crooked though. My house was leaning to the side yeah, yeah. though. And when I would talk about people, they would always go to my house like, "Shut your fucking leaning house up." Yeah, like, and then they'd see it. I never had like, to come yeah. back for that shit though. No, never. Never. That's why I was leaning to the side, and then I had like a picket fence. Like, that, so that was their that was their their punchline on you all, all the time. Like right? I would be killing their ass though, and then, and then everybody the, they would just drop that on you because everybody knew where I stayed at because right. it was the house on the corner yeah. that had bars on the fucking right. windows, <laughs> white house, but it was black around the windows, and then the house was like. Just, right foot, left stump, like, 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 and it had like a, a picket fence around it that was leaning. Right. The gate was leaning too, gate like in leaning. different areas. They was like, you got a fucking picket fence around your house, and your house is leaning to the side. And like, I was like, fuck. When the second hour, man? Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come up with something. Gotta get, get out of here, back. man. Fuck, get out. Damn. What? So with that, that's interesting. So with your father being, are you not religious or? I'm not. I believe in God, but I, I'm not. I'm not into. Not into the like the no. whole super strict because like no. to me I'm personally I'm not religious at all. Yeah, like, I'm not I either. I went to like catechism classes, did stuff like that. I used to go to church and stuff. I'm open to exploring everything. Yeah, you know, like I try to learn about. Th- Actually, that's one of the things. Like an aside, I do a lot is I watch a lot of uh, documentaries on. I'm, I'm kind of more fascinated just with people's ways of thinking and the and the things that they. That like it's really fascinating. So like religions, obviously, or even just uh, ideals in general. So like I've watched quite a few of the like white supremacist like documentaries and stuff. Like how do you even get to that point? Um, there was this really good one that well, I at least I thought it was really good because it brings up good points. Which was this uh, this black dude that goes around uh, trying to to talk to. KKK and white supremacists, mm. and like he's actually gotten quite a few like grand wizards and all this whatever higher up people in the KKK <clears throat> to like to stop to get out, and like he's got a collection of the KKK robes. He wants to open a museum, and it was really, really, really interesting. Just because like he's his philosophy is it's not going to get better unless we talk about it. Unless you tell me what it is you think is so bad about people of my color. And get to know me. See that those things aren't real. Like, it was crazy. He's been invited to some of their, like, weddings and shit. And they've... And older vice, black guy. And vice versa. Yeah, older black guy. Like, he was a musician and stuff. And he said the the, the, the way it all started was uh, there was a band. And they needed... they Their van broke down or whatever. And they were <clears throat> racist. And he was like, use my van. Go do your show. Use my van. And he was like, that started this whole thing where, like, oh, really? You're going to let me use your van and, like, kind of open that door? Could that be – do you think that could be done by someone younger? Yeah, I think – I could think it could be done by everybody. I think if there was more communication about stuff. Like, it's so stupid to see people get stuck in these stereotypes and get stuck in these things that, like, come on, really? Like, to say, oh, black people like fried chicken – Really? I love fried chicken. Everybody likes fucking fried chicken. Everybody I mean, does. Like, come on. Like, it's, it's such a stupid thing to be a stereotype. And I don't even like watermelon. Right. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't like watermelon. Seedless or not. But you know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then it's, and then <gasps> one of the things that drives me nuts is, is to, and I know you're doing like the change of the narrative, right? And there's quite a few narratives out there. And I get taking something that's been a negative. <laughs> 
for so long and like flipping it around and owning it and having the power from it. But it, to me, it feels like also perpetuating those things. Like, you know, if you go to a black comedy show, they might talk about love and watermelon or Kool-Aid right. Or, or right. Like they're going to make fun of that. But then in the same time, it's almost like reinforcing it. So it, it is a weird dynamic. And that was what was really interesting about this guy's documentary is, you know, a lot of like the white supremacists and, and, and that whole the alt-right whatever is like, oh, you know, it's got to be all white and white own this and blah, blah, blah. And then he's talking to people from Black Lives Matter and they're like, oh, we need to have our own neighborhoods and, and our own shops and stuff like that, which is great to pr- to promote that. But it sounded just like the race, just like, the, like the, the, the supremacists segregating everything. And to me, and that was his point of view, and he told, and man, the, the people that he interviewed flipped out on him, like, at the point where he was like, you sound just like them. You're saying we need to separate our black community from everybody else's community, and you sound just like them. That's what they're saying about us, and we're saying same, same, the same, same thing. And how is that progress? How is that changing anything if we don't learn to live with each other, and we just keep separating ourselves? How do we ever go forward? And to me, that's more... Yeah, I, I get behind more of that. Like, there's nothing wrong with supporting a, a local entrepreneur anywhere, no right. matter what neighborhood, right? No matter what. And I get, like, wanting the self, the, the sense of community. Um, I know that, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the rapper, uh, did the, he did a show on, on, no, he did a show on Netflix. Um, rapper always comes to my mind. Killer Mike did a show oh, on yeah. Netflix and he wanted to live black for a day. And so he was limiting himself <gasps> to all black products, black store owners, everything. It's hard to do. Yeah. It was so, and, and I don't know what study he cited, but the black community, the average dollar stays in the black community like 20 minutes, where I think the most was Jewish or Chinese, where it it's like 20, 20, days, yeah, 20 days, something like that, right? Like where it stays in the community, which is all good, but really shouldn't we want it to be mixed and mingled? Shouldn't it? We, I don't know. To me, that's like the way forward is stop creating so many lines like there it's it's cool to to acknowledge your heritage and where you're from and support those in your direct community but the end game shouldn't be like i'm only supporting my yeah. this little community yeah. and we're just going to keep everything here because then it just furthers draws those lines that's not what that's you make i'm not that's saying not, that's what you're doing no, yeah, yeah but like that was just uh no, that's great so place, I, I, I and I watch all these religious ones too. Like I've watched uh, a bunch on fucking Scientology, um, on the evangelists, on like Mormons. Like I've watched all these different documentaries, and that's just kind of one of those things that I like to, you know, just to kind of see. Like I, I had a friend that was Jehovah's Witness, uh, another, and actually I knew quite a few people that are Jehovah's Witness, and then there's, it's weird. You always get like horror stories from all of them, right? And to me, like, I see benefits and. Pros and that, cons. Pro, there's pros and cons, but for me, it's just, I, I don't know, I can't, I, I want, I think about two things too much. I can't limit yeah. myself to just one vision of how the world is, because there's too many things, and there's too many other things going on, you know. And, and just this one thing. Right, and, and there may or may not be one God, there may or may not be multiple gods, or they may or may not be anything. I don't know. It's crazy you mentioned that, because my pops was out here, he's like, he's a, he's a talker, mm-hmm. like a talker, man, yeah. like. When I had my anniversary party, and people were calling me before I got there, because my pops was the first one there, and they were like, your dad is so cool because he's doing this, and he's talking about he hasn't. Right. And then when I took him downtown to Detroit, him being a Christian, asking everybody questions, where are you from? What do you, 
I used to live there. First time I had grits was this and this. And he was talking to, it was a lady on the side and they were having a conversation. Then it was a Muslim lady on the bus and they locked eyes and somehow they got into a conversation though. And I walked to the car and an hour later, my pops comes to the car and I'm like, what was going on? He was like, she was a Muslim. She was telling me that her views are this, this, and this. And I was like, why are your views this, this, and this? And he said, man, he was just having a whole conversation about his religion, which is Christianity and her, right. which is, and they were just bumping hands, but, but in a, not in a, in a, not in an aggressive way. Yeah. Debatable, debatable kind of way, right. I guess. But it was just, it's awkward because not awkward, but it's, it's different because listening to him talk to other people about it, it made me kind of look, I, I know, I know about it, but I don't know enough about it to be like my, my father is. And I have conversations with people about, okay, why this? And why haven't you read this or study this? But he made me want to go back and read more. Right. Just to, you know, brush up on my stuff. Him and my cousin, because my cousin is a street preacher. So whenever he walks past somebody, you could be a, an atheist. He would stop and have a conversation with you about, okay, now why are you atheist? And let's talk about this and this and this. And I'm like, are you, are you ever nervous when you have those conversations? He's like, I'm never nervous about it. Never. He said, one time a guy, a guy said, I should shoot you right now. But he said, now those, they, they're real cool and they talk at the flea market all the time. Right. I'm like, I probably would never talk to him again. Like, you yeah. want to shoot me because... I, personally, I think everyone should be able to believe what they want to believe. I do too. Just don't try to force that shit on me. Yeah. I've been told I'm going to burn in hell. I've been told all kinds of stuff. Just because I, I question some things. Like, if you're going to get preachy... Right. Like, literally, we had a family <clears throat> altercation because someone in my family... Has, has my brother recently not recently for the last few years he he got really religious um but it, it feels like to a point where it's and if he listens to this it's gonna be another fight uh <laughs> please don't fight <laughs> no not really <laughs> but so like so like one of the, the issues is right is like the type of person my brother's been for so long getting into trouble habitually lying about stuff you know uh smoking weed all the time talking about oh i'm banging all these girls and stuff and then just 180 totally i'm getting baptized really religious great good for him if it's something that like gonna help him stay on track and take charge of his life and not make the same mistakes but the problem is is like it feels like he's fighting his inner nature and and the old him keeps coming out in in waves right so he goes like on these waves and when he comes and talks to me you know, he'll start, do, like, he, he showed up on a motorcycle, and he wanted to buy this motorcycle, and he was, his buddy let him borrow it. And he shows up on this motorcycle, and, you know, and he's just having this conversation. And then all of a sudden, it's like, man, you know what, though? I ain't got to worry because I got JC on my back. You know, like, the Lord rides with me. I hit, I hit all these red lights, and the Lord rode with me. And I was like, Cool. But just watch out because people be distracted. You know, like right. everybody, so like, everybody like, don't have JC on their back, right? So. And and like that as a street preacher, that would be my fear, right? Like, there's there's having that blind faith, but also common sense, you know. And that's what I told him because like him and my dad got into this big thing, and uh, and I told him I talked to him like last week, and he came over, and I was like, you know, dad was just trying to question like why your thought process was that way, because the statement you were making just seemed kind of kind of crazy. You know, it wasn't like an attack on your religious beliefs or anything. Right. It was just like, why would you think that way? And the conversation, I don't know all the details because I was inside trying to sign a birthday card. And then shit blew up and I came <laughs> out my brother was gone. Uh, you know, but but like that's the one thing that kills me is like you said, your dad was able to have this conversation where it wasn't argumentative. And so many people get so defensive right away. Right away. And, and they're so just like in their... Uh, I don't know how to even explain it. It's crazy. Like the, the fact that people can't just have a sensible conversation 
and about what they believe in, right? And why? I'm 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 like you, like don't be whatever you want to be. Just don't push it on me. Yeah, do you? Just don't. Yeah, yeah. don't be coming what you at eat, me. Don't make me to, shit. So right, don't don't try to preach. And like my dad, like if for a while he dated this girl that was real religious, and he started trying to save people and shit too. So like, I don't know. It's just it's weird. Like that part. I don't know because that can be part of religions. Like my buddies that were Jehovah's Witness, I mean, like they said that was literally part of their religion is you're supposed to spread the word. You're supposed to go and spread the word and tell everyone you can, which I get. But I mean, I think it, I don't know. It's it's dude, it's a weird situation. But it's cool it, to it see people weird, have though. that conversation and and get past those things. Right. It is. It sucks as like, an adult. Adult conversations though. Right. But there's a lot of a lot of grown kids. <laughs> That's a good word. Right. I was gonna say a lot else. of grown kids. A lot of grown. Bi- <laughs> <laughs> so, so your your nonprofit changed the narrative. Explain yeah. that. So, now this is not one of those uh, where we think we're better than anybody. <laughs> nonprofit no. stuff. It's more of a because I'm so into my community and just urban communities. Period. And like I said, the the five things I want to build it on were just things we, I felt we lack in our community. Right. Which is love, support, unity. Now, t- togetherness. When you say your community. Is this just like the community <clears throat> of Inkster where you live? Is it the black community? Like what, what when you say your community? It's 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 more I wanna say the more more the black community, but because I grew up in Inkster, that's where I started. That's where it starts right. from. So before I go anywhere else, that's where I right. I, I wanna help. You're not trying to like go change Harper Woods or Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I do I do wanna branch out. But like I said, that's why I do my shows in Inkster. Right. I could have done it anywhere. I could have found a venue anywhere. Right. Well, but. but but it's local. Right? Yeah. And it's home, so right. And I feel like when you start at home, you get more love than when you just leave home and say fuck it, and then try to come back because, right. like when rappers do it, like if you were, if I was to blow up and I was like fuck my hometown, then I came right. back and tried to do a show. That'd be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, but do you do you think <clears throat> that part of that is is ridiculous just because like, especially if you, if like when you say like rappers, right? A lot of rappers have come from not so great backgrounds. Like that was how they got out, right? They got out of from a bad environment, a bad neighborhood, whatever. Yeah. And they, oh, I'm gonna go buy myself a nice house in a better area. Is that necessarily like a like a, a bad thing? Because because no, you know, wouldn't most people in that situation do that? that right? I think you should do that, right? but I don't think you should forget about the people that no. that supported you and helped right. you get there. Yeah, and I think that's a totally different scenario, right? Yeah. Like forgetting about the people that helped you or that were there to, to, to yeah. early support. That's just someone's a dick. That's what, <laughs> that's that's when I, that's what I mean when I say it though. Like you don't, right. I don't think you have to be in there because I think you still got hungry people in, in the neighborhood right. that may want to harm you. Mm-hmm. But I still think you should may may. Put a program or something like that for kids that are trying to come right. up like you came up, or some where the parents who need like bills paid or like a nonprofit or something like well, that. Though. Let me ask you this: Does this drive you nuts? Because it drives me nuts. <laughs> like I get, you know, people make all this money, like movie stars and tech moguls and stuff. They make all this money. You really need all that fucking money to live. I mean, there is a lot of shit going on in this world that if if the, the top 1% of people that have all the money in the world were to just be like, you know what, you we're go. going to start helping out shit. I mean, I get looking out for you, but after you're at 1 million, how many more millions do you really mm. need? Right? How many, how many more millions do you really... Now, and don't get me wrong, there are some people that do a ton. I don't know if you follow Keanu Reeves, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I love Keanu, he's man. doing, like, oh, I'm giving, giving my salary or half my salary to the people working on the film that don't make as much as this other part of yeah. group of people or donating money to other charities and shit, like, in silent the shadows, donations and he, stuff. He, yeah, he's like, he's not shadows. 
asking like, for the recognition. Yeah. You know, it's not him bringing this stuff That's what I love, yeah. Uh But like, like to me, like, yeah, okay, I don't need all this money to live on. And it just seems like there's such a huge divide. And couldn't so many problems be solved or alleviated or changed if more people did do that? If the more people did a give lot. back, you I know. Think a lot. And it's and it's funny because you find the people that are giving back the most are the ones that are in those situations that probably don't have that much to give, but they're trying to. Because I, I think and I don't want to talk about me, but I'm gonna use me as an example. The reason I <laughs> don't want to talk about me, I'm but we're gonna talk about me. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's why you're here, man. <laughs> I've without when me growing up without my father and me as an adult now, I always want to be the person that I wished I had. Right. So that's why me being one of those people who who doesn't have it like the millionaires do, I still want to show people that it's still ways to give back other than just having money and right. just pointing into the cities or whatever. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. Yeah, right you now. don't always need money. A lot of it can yeah. just be action. Most definitely. So what are some of the initiatives that you have going on with that? There's, so there's a water fight coming up. Yeah, right. this is just just I like to call it before it becomes a nonprofit a community building organization. Because there have been some issues lately in the in the city that are kind of like bringing it down. So just to get people out there and just show them that we can still have a good time with people getting together right. instead of just people killing or looting or stealing and stuff like that though. But I do want to work on things like uh let me let me back oh, shit let me backtrack. So me being a big fan of uh the Black Panther Party. Okay. I read about some of the things they did back when they were in Harlem in the sixties or when they began in Harlem in the sixties and uh, early seventies. So things like not what I'm going to do, but they had things like uh, an ambulance for their community because, you know, back in those times, it was hard right. to get one. Uh, they had uh, an institute where they taught uh, children and uh, some adults. They had food programs. They uh, helped to initiate WIC, so things like that. And I want to work on uh, programs for kids, like after-school programs, programs that help parents with uh, bills they may need paid, like you said, right. and stuff like that. Uh, parents to help. I mean, programs to help parents who don't have GEDs possibly get a GED because we don't have uh, what we're working on or have like smaller schools in our area now because they had to it on our high school or whatever. So just things of that nature. How do you see that going, like the education system? I mean, that's like a uh, – I know like they, they always throw those statistics out, like especially like in Detroit, right? Like yeah. The graduation rate's so low. Like out of a class of however many people, like 10, 11 to 20 are like that's what crazy. graduates out of all of them. And like it, it sucks because – is it, is it the environment? Is it the fu- lack of funding? I mean, I know that we were in the news, I don't know, what, four or five years ago with all the corruption <clears throat> that was going on in the in the school system and stuff. And it's like, at what point, how do we, and I know you're starting in Inkster, but like, what is the, what do you think the, the, the bigger ways to address these areas, especially in the urban areas? Like the biggest ways, like what are the biggest things that are going to help change? I think it starts at the top. So with, with, with people who are known people like celebrities in their neighborhoods, I think they have to teach people that these are things we're going to have to do to make the community better. Like me growing up, there were, you know, the drug dealers, the dope dealers, right. and stuff like that. And those who, the kids my age at that time, idolize. Right. I want to do this. I want to have this car. I want to be able to do this with these women. And you see more and more of it, though, as time progresses, though. And those are the people that the younger people look up to. Like who wants to work a nine to five when you can just get this money this easy? Right, but but isn't the isn't the risk that comes along with that the the deterrent or is it just don't give a fuck? They don't give a fuck because once you look at the reward, which is all this money and this power, so called, who cares about the risk? Right. 
I don't know. I mean, to me, just <gasps> I don't want to fucking die. Oh yeah, me neither. Right? Like I'm scared. Uh, this this is me. I, I wouldn't want to do that. But I mean, I, I guess I didn't grow up in that situation, you know. So it's harder to relate to. But do but from the outside looking in, it definitely feels like there's a perpetuating the stereotypes for perpetuating the narrative right yeah. like where it's like repeating the same cycles because i mean and i hate to like use music because music is is an expression you know and a lot of stuff is about what's going on but like to hear consistently the message like if you're growing up and you see the the drug dealers down the street and the money and the, that they're flashing and flaunting and then the rappers on the music music are singing about dealing the drugs the and making thing. that money and trapping and everything like yeah, it does perpetuate that, right? Like, so how do you, I mean... And that's how you get rappers that can't rap. <laughs> Real yeah. dealer. That's, uh, how you, that's how you get them. But, but you know what I mean? Like, in, and I get, like, it, it was to tell the story of what they were going through, but now it feels like a lot of it is, and how much of it feels like it's just fake? Like, you don't really live Oh, that I think life. a lot of it is you fake, You don't though. really live that life. I think a lot of it is know? fake, though. But... It's it, to me. It's sad to see continued struggle in areas, and I like through Detroit. Like I've been all over downtown Detroit, all the suburbs where it's the one house standing on the block. Like I've I delivered what to the all houses. That. Like, they should be knocked down. Yeah, still oh standing my, around. Dude, it, I delivered to houses. I was scared mm. to fucking go in because I thought it was gonna cave in. You know, so like it, people <gasps> living like that, and and just like it, it's so crazy to see like those things. Like I did a delivery. And there was, like, five little kids, like, little kids, no one watching them, jumping on the back of my truck when we came out of the house. Like, on machinery, you could lose an arm and shit if someone wanted to play with a button. And it was, and and then, like, one of the houses I delivered to, it was kids, like, we were delivering to someone that was probably, like, maybe 18, 19 years old. And they were the one taking care of all the little kids, like, this this other house full of little kids. And it was crazy because it was, like, kids looking after kids. And it wasn't like, I mean, I don't think like the 18 year old had all these kids that were his kids or anything, but who knows that situation. And, but then again, like you said, like that's, that's where what you hear about. Like that was why I like Jay-Z's last album so much though. Four, four, four. Yeah. I love it. That's why I liked it. And I'm not, I'm not even like, I respect Jay-Z and I I know who he is, but I, that made me become such a huge fan of Jay-Z. Well, because he changed it. Like it wasn't the same he wasn't talking about the same things as much anymore about how he became rich and what he used to do. Like he made mentions of those, yeah. but to say that, like, you know, what's, what's important, impo- now. what's more important than spending money in the club. That's you know, that progression. Like, credit. Credit. Right. Yeah. Like the real stuff, you know, don't, don't go spending, what do you say? Like, uh, spending money in the neighborhood that your mom rents, buy it, own it. And you know, like sure that he also, throws in that's how you rinse your money but yeah. you know there's the criminal aspect <laughs> to it still but but the underlying message was invest you know i yeah. bought you know he, he says like i could have bought this uh, this apartment building or whatever in dumbo for like two million before it became dumbo and now that shit's worth like 20 million how am i feeling dumbo you know like like and that's paraphrasing loosely Lyrics. what he says right but like that whole message like i could have invested in that and then it would be worth so much more now or the art, you know, like giving that to my kid. Yeah. Like, if, you know, I bought it for like a million, two years later, it's worth two, two million, million. Two, two more years later, it's worth four million. Can't wait to give it to my children. Like that's the investment. And, and it's also generational wealth. Right. Right. But then he, but then there was also the backlash. Oh, you're just doing old, old man rap. You're just doing pop rap. rap. You know, so it's, and that's coming from who? 
The people they, who want to hear about the drugs and the guns. Right. And stuff. But, but so how, so how do you break that? Like, how do you how do you change that? that that's that's a tough. I, one. I mean, media across the board. Look, I when I saw fucking uh, uh, oh God, I'm not gonna remember this damn movie now. Uh, not Boys in the Hood. Menace um, of Society. Yes. When I saw Menace Society, <clears throat> that blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like fifth grade maybe whenever that movie i saw it on tv one day and i was like what the fuck did i just watch in my head in my little kid head and i was like what the (laughs) hell but like that one was like that was crazy you know and i mean it it was telling that story but i don't know you you tell the stories how much of the stories become idolized and become the way what people want to be and how do you how do you do the other thing like how do you show there's a different way there's a different path i'm 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 one of the people that really believe that I can have an impact on the world. I really believe uh, that's that. good. I really believe that. And I just I just feel like when as I'm doing what I'm doing, there's somebody out there watching me, like I wanna do what he's doing. Right. And I'm gonna take it further. It could be one of my kids. It could be one of your kids. You know, it could right. be one of my friends' kids. And I just feel like we're gonna get it done. We're gonna it's gonna happen. I feel like that. I really feel like that. I I, I just feel like there's so many closed minded people right now that are stuck in <clears throat> in like tunnel vision almost. Like they're stuck in their one That's one way of looking. That's true. You know, you know, I go through Facebook all the time. So, let's say I share, like the video I made last week about the change narrative. What what it is? Now the video is good video. It's explaining about what I'm trying to do to help people. Is it on yours or is it on? Let's change the narrative page. It is on. All right. And then it gets six shares. But then I go down Facebook and I see. People fighting, dude, and traffic. And that's it, it, seventeen thousand nine hundred twenty-six shares. Like, how is that helping us? Like, I understand it's entertainment, though. How, how is it helping us as people? Like, not yeah. even like like within a certain uh, environment, anything like that. Like, is this it right here? Yep. Uh, how is it changing? Like, god damn, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. Like, You're good. Like. Uh, uh, it's, it's just crazy like uh, us as a society like if that's what we gravitate to like if it if it like they say what if it uh if it bleeds it leads right yeah. like in the news business and that's true which was probably from a movie somewhere uh which oh, okay so perfect example do you remember the girl that texted her boyfriend to kill himself and then he and he committed yeah. suicide yeah and it was she was telling him to do it and do it and do it and do it so hbo's got this on documentary right now and there's the, it's they broke that one so it's that case is one of the the first ones there, it's like a there's like three different things that they're doing as part of this series and that case was the first one and it was split into two episodes i gotta finish the second one because i passed out last night watching it uh but it was that case and the first one was the prosecution and now the second episode is the defense and watching the first one like, dude, this fucking piece of shit girl. Fucking trash. How could you do that to someone, right? The second one, The Defense, once I watched that, was like, that is not the story I heard in the news. I heard none of that. To know that he had tried to kill himself like three times or four times before he even knew her. That he had OD'd on pills at one point and they were just barely able to save him. And that they were both on antidepressant medication with a known side effect of possibly and that's with a lot of antidepressants could cause suicidal tendencies and at the point that they first met 
all he did was talk about killing himself and she tried to support him constantly. I mean, they got all the text messages, right? She would be telling him, no, it's not worth it. You know, you mean too much to me. You need to stay on this earth, blah, blah, blah. You got too much going for you. She was the positive one. He was the one that started the relationship talking about killing Killing himself. himself. He couldn't do it. He tried to kill himself a couple times when he OD'd on the pills. (gasps) They were, they were talking. And then eventually it morphed into, her understanding or at least you know like he's gonna do it so she was trying to help him do it as quickly as possible because like he said the pills were, were too i have to do it faster some way that's going to be less painless or you know less painful so like it was crazy to hear this like this morphing of the story that you didn't get that wasn't the narrative right. that was being told it, everything was this crazy bitch now when he got out of the car it, before he actually killed himself like he he put a uh like a, a gas engine, like generator or whatever in his car. So the carbon monoxide is what killed him. Shit. But like at one point he got out and then called her and she was like, get back in the fucking car. Like just do it. Uh, so like to that point, yeah, I do think like she should be held accountable for those words. Like she could have stopped it. But at that point, like the way the defense was saying it was that she had tried so much to stop it. Now she could have tried more, told his parents, stuff like that. But like his him and his dad got in a fight and his dad beat the shit out of him and stuff and <clears throat> so it was just it was so weird to see like that change in the narrative like oh man she wasn't so heartless this was someone that at first it was all him that was saying all the negative shit and he had tried to kill himself before multiple times so that was really interesting to see and then you're dealing with these two people that both have depression Damn near, yeah. and they're both on medication and one's heavily influencing the other, which then in turn she ends up influencing him. Like it was really no, crazy to it. see, you know, and to see that that narrative was not the, the narrative that was spun. You but know, when they painted on the news, right? Yeah. I never heard that part. I do at remember all. that too. I want to see. It. And I was like, I told Megan this morning. I was like, I'm glad I watched that second one because I went into that thinking. This, this like, she, fuck that she's girl. right, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, really? All this other stuff is going on now. It doesn't justify that she coerced and, and told him at the end and was encouraging him to. And there's some other shady shit that happened, but to know that it wasn't all her fault, and and it was really interesting because there was one person that said, basically, when they were in court, it was two families trying to say that it wasn't their fault. It was the family of the kid that killed himself trying to say that it was all this girl's fault and that it wasn't their fault when he had tried to kill himself multiple times beforehand. And then the other family trying to say that it wasn't their daughter's fault, even though she told him to get back in the fucking car and was bugging him constantly for days. When are you going to do it? You're going to do it today. You should probably do it this way. What if you try drinking bleach? What if you try doing this? You know, it's just a fucked up situation. And it's, and it's crazy to see that, that narrative, like that shit is fucked up, man. No. I forget where I was going. Where you it see was that crazy. At? It's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was legit. I was like, fuck. He watched that whole first prosecution thing, and they lay out their story. And it's like, there's no fucking way. And then you listen to the defense, and you go, what? That's, that's pretty smart how they split it up like that. Mm-hmm. I actually, I really like that, because it was, it was pretty, pretty smart, interesting. Though, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm always <clears throat> watching like that. The true crime stuff, man. Look, yo. That's why y'all. I I, I love yeah. the fact that there's this police and that they uphold the law, but man, there's some shady shit goes down. A lot. Shady shit goes down. I told my kids, I was like, "You ever get questioned by the police? Like, I need my dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> need my dad. Because it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. The false conviction stuff and 
oh man, it's just Netflix, man. I gotta stay off Netflix. You know what, man? I I actually didn't start getting scared of the police until about I want to say twenty. 14, what changed that? What made that happen? Just seeing all the stuff in the news. All the stuff in the news, though. And then what really... The thing that had to... This had nothing to do with the police, but it, it, it just changed my mindset for the whole... The the uh, George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing. Mm-hmm. This... I don't know. I just, just haven't been a fan of staying your ground. It, it was... I feel like it was different in that situation, though. For right. some for some reason, though. But I don't want to get all into that, man. Well, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like the again, the narrative that you see, yeah. and is that really it? Uh, have you ever seen? It's on HBO too. I don't know if you have HBO, but that problem you know, I got HBO, JP. No, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. The way world is nowadays. Netflix about to die. I, I about to say I got Fire Stick, and I don't use that. Yeah, no I don't more. even have a Fire Stick. Hulu and Netflix, but I'm. I'm a I'm a book guy, man. Like I really watch yeah. TV. Yeah, I really oh, watch TV. Oh man, I'm a horrible consumer of television. Cause Me it's, too. Well, I love film, so I'm always trying to watch. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. Right. I'm yeah, glad, I know, I'm, glad, right. I'm glad you are too, though, because. But uh, then, uh, I just love that the way that you're able to tell a story visually as well, right? In like, there's just there's so I I just love a good story, and the medium. It's sometimes it's nice to be able to like read and create it all in your head and how you see it, but then also sometimes it's nice to not have to do that work. Right. Let someone else do it for you and right. visually paint it for you. See, I never thought about it like that though. I'm always just like, plus I'm I'm always just like, my mind is always working. Like, what can I do for a change the narrative? Right. What can I do for it? Like, and there are days when I feel like I haven't done anything. And I remember one of my friends that called me like I was like. I have to do something today because I haven't done anything. He was like, you need to calm down. You need to chill because you're doing this with this. You you just had a show last week. You have a show right. next week. You just did this for the Chancellor. If you're trying to pay for making a nonprofit, you're having a water fight. He's like, just calm down. You're doing something every day. Right. Just calm down. And I'm like, okay. Because I was like, I, I, I don't see it for me. But for somebody else looking at me on the outside looking in and seeing what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, maybe you're right. Because I, I don't feel it. Right. I, look, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I wholeheartedly see the benefit in taking a break and relaxing and like de-stressing, decompressing, relaxing, recharging, however you want to say it. And oh, you just had a thought. I did. Look, I, I actually, <laughs> look, I actually had. I think, I think it was like my, I've seen the fucking light bulb. My biggest, <laughs> and I touched the table like. Yeah. I had my biggest bout of depression in late January, early February. I had surgery on my my in the inside of my nose my sinuses because i couldn't taste or smell what for years oh how do you go through life like that i thought i had a bad cold. i mean yo look not being able to smell some things amazing <laughs> right but not being able to taste, taste your food oh i thought it was a, i thought it was a bad cold but i went to the uh ear nose and eye doctor and they're like you have uh polyps disease in your nose really which is like the growing bumps they stop you yeah, yeah, yeah polyps yeah and I had it a was deviated just and everything. Yeah, and I had a deviated yeah, septum. Everybody got a deviated septum. And I was like, "How? I never, yeah. been, I never been in the face with anything." Right. So I had a surgery, and he was like, "My doctor was like, don't lift anything over twenty pounds." And now, mind you, I, I love going to the gym. Yeah, I know. So he told me that automatically shot me down a notch. Right. He's like, "Don't you can't even play with your kids. Don't lift them. Don't pick them up." I was like, "That shot me down." What the, What the hell does lifting your kids got to do with your nose? I don't know, because I had these tubes in there to help me right. breathe, and I had like this casing over it. Couldn't do anything though, so I was sitting in the house, and he's like, "All you can do is watch Netflix." 
Like, don't, it was, it was, you know, it was cold and it was rainy. Did you tell you the Netflix and chill? Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, you know how hard it is to have sex with tubes in your nose? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> and that was me breathing. That's me breathing, not her. That's me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, so, my God. And That's funny. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything, though. Right. Like, and I was super depressed, though. And I had, and I took, I had to, I had to, I'm not a pill guy, but the pain was like. Yeah, me neither. But I, I, I had that. to. And. They got me high. Like first time, I I don't smoke, and my my head was just like, Ooh. yeah, and, and I knew I was high because I didn't fuck before. <laughs> yeah, and I was telling my wife like, well, you just went from not feeling good to feeling oh, great. Right. I was yeah, like, feeling I great. Am so high. Oh yeah. And like I said, I I couldn't do anything because right. I'm here. I have to sit here, and, and I was just so depressed though. Like, and I was eating, 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 and it was terrible though. Like I never yeah. want to go through that again though. So like when I. I get that. I do. Well, I mean, I'm kind of like in a weird spot right now. I was, uh, I've recently changed positions. So I make about half of what I used to make. It's a huge readjustment, especially some of my debt was based on the income that, that I, yeah. that I had, you know, so things are a little tighter right now. Uh, my kids haven't called me broke yet. Uh, That's but, I mean, they're probably thinking it. Uh, <laughs> are you happier though? Would you yeah, say you? yes and no? Okay. Uh, the payoff is to have better work-life balance, and I'm able to focus more on some other stuff, uh, and I don't feel so run down. I like it's funny. Like we're on overtime right now, but I was able to just cut myself down to 40 hours for a while. I've been going for the last three years on just always working, whether it was like I was home and I had to do stuff, or work. I had to log in on the weekend, like you know, I had to cover late shifts and all this stuff, like. I'm actually able to like leave at five o'clock. That's crazy. and I wasn't even the, the areas I was in before. I wasn't even able to leave at five. It was always like six or seven, you know. So now I'm able to come home and like eat with my family and stuff like that. But the trade-off is financially, I have stress now, where it wasn't ever it wasn't there before. Like I've had so that's the thing that I've been in like a financial stressful situation multiple times throughout my life. You know, like uh, when I wrote the book. I tore the meniscus in my left knee, couldn't work. Oh. Uh, and I was doing deliveries. I was delivering appliances and stuff. And I told my, my uncle that I worked for, I was like, look, uh, you knew I was leaving, just leaving a little sooner. Uh, I'm not going to get this surgery to fix my knee and then come back to work doing right. what caused it to get all jacked up. So when I was off, yeah, that was kind of, that was, that was pretty depressing. Cause it was the first time I hadn't like worked, worked. Um, when I was in Chicago, I didn't have a job for most of the time I was there. Uh, but I was like in school, you know, it was like a different situation. This is like, I got a family and shit and this is the first time I haven't like had a consistent job. So I was only off work for a month before I went to where I'm at now. But in that time I did watch all of Breaking Bad. All of it? Yeah. All of it. The whole damn show. Start to finish. Never seen that uh, episode. Oh, damn. It was so but I always, once I start watching the show. I'm watching it, but then I can come in one day and be like, okay, I'll watch it later, and I'll never watch it again. Really? Ah, I have that happen sometimes. Other ones, I'm like, I got to finish this whole shit. Even if it sucks, I might just be like, yeah, yep, you got to finish it. The last show I watched was, that I finished was Luke Cage. Luke Cage, yeah, I didn't even give it a try. I'm, I was The last show that I started that I haven't finished is Vikings, the newest season. Um, 
But what did we just watch? I just watched all Stranger Things. It took like three or four days. I hear it. I hear uh, that's bomb. That's bomb. Yeah, shit. So Stranger Things good. It's, it's just good TV. sci-fi shit. It's like, TV, man. Like, like when I hear TV, I'd be like, all right, I'll check it out. And then I might go buy a book. Dude, like look, my favorite pastime is Barnes right, and Noble. That's like, all. <laughs> you see that bookcase behind you? Now, granted, they're all graphic novels, but I'm fucking stocked up, dude. You know how much money is there? Oh my god, so many, so many. And then I'm missing like issues like from floods and stuff or Man. people took and i'm like just missing i'm like i gotta complete the collection i gotta get them fuck floods you know? i know how floods are ah dude lost so much but yeah so it's just you know <gasps> for me it's, it's there's so many cool stories that can be told and and like even like game of thrones and uh i want to watch them i want to watch them but but it's like it's not it's like it's like a movie like it's just like a movie broken into parts and they're able to do way more yeah. because they're not restricted to three hours it's an hour over 10 episodes. I mean, holy shit. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> like it's like a 10-hour movie just broken into manageable chunks unless you want to binge watch everything. Oh, I just made it through all the Parks and Rec. I just made it through all of The Office. I never watched any of these shows when they were on TV. And everyone was always like it, so I started watching The Office. And it was rough through the first season. But man, if I didn't love that show by the time it was done. Parks and Rec, same thing. Eh, it feels like an Office ripoff. By the time it was done, I was like, that was a funny fucking show. I started, and it is funny. Oh, the, the, yeah. What's, I, something wrong. Something so wrong, it's man. like, for me, it's just like, man, the stories that can be told. And then seeing, like, how TV is becoming more and more cinematic uh, with some of these shows that are being done, it's just insane. And sometimes you get, like, these one-off shows that are only, like, a few episodes long, you know, that are just stupendously done. Uh, one that I, I love is Black Mirror, and I just watched the first episode of the new season. Have you ever seen Black Mirror? My, a friend told me about it. Said it was a great Dude, show. It's like it's like it the it's like the modern Twilight Zone, because everything could happen. Some of it is happening. Some of this shit that this show has said, and it's fucking scary, is happening right now, and it's fucking nuts. Like, and it's been in the news. Uh, China <gasps> China doing the social rating system. Where like, Ooh. like literally, if if like your sh- people can report you, if you're like a shitty person, like if you let your dog shit in someone's yard, like you get <laughs> reported, and now you won't be able to go fly. Like literally, like that's what they're doing. That was a black mirror episode. That was a, entirely a black mirror episode, and you, and you, now it's happening in real life. I think I know what my problem is. So, <laughs> I think I like watching like TV and stuff like that. I just hate the, not the plot, but where is it when it's the what is this? Like the, 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 the plateau, the, yeah. the roller coaster. And then when you said the drama part, like I, I really, 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 really hate watching drama on, on TV or anything like that. And I, I think it's a mental thing though with me because just because past stuff. And it always gets to me and I'll be like, I don't want to watch it anymore. Every time though. It might be a phobia. <laughs> a I got to phobia. look it up. Because you phobia. know, everything is a phobia yeah. now. Everything is a phobia. And I've always been like that though. Like it's, it's really? not new. I just always like, Okay, this is good. Okay, this is the part where okay, I don't watch it anymore. Really? Yeah. Like you just don't don't think it's gonna get any better, or you don't want to. I don't even. I don't want to. I just don't like the drama. Period. Though, so I don't huh. want to. I don't. If, if, <laughs> if it makes sense, I don't know if I can explain it any better. Though I just no, it like. Does. I, I guess the drama portion of it. I. I have this sick thing where I watch things that make me just fucking my skin crawl. <laughs> like I love awkward comedy, but I fucking hate it. <laughs> It makes like there is oh my dude, oh, I just said oh my oh my dude because like dude, 
look, like, I watch these episodes of, of shows or watch movies where shit's happening, and I'm just going, oh, oh, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing that right now? Like, and and like, like, Megan has been sleeping, and I've, like, rolled over in bed and just, like, buried my head into her shoulders, just like, oh, my God, because it's horrible. Like, oh, God, but I, I subject myself to it constantly. Like, I mean, that's, like, so many of these episodes. Like, like that is The Office. That is Parks and Rec. Like, these characters find themselves in these horribly awkward spots. And it makes my skin absolutely, like, it makes me physically just, like, clench up and just, oh, my God, it's such a bad situation. But it's hilarious and I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's, oh, God, it's funny. Uh, but back to, to change the narrative. So what are the what are the things that you're working on with that? What are the, the upcoming stuff? So again, the the water fight is coming up. Topic there. I know we did, but it's cool though. (laughs) The water fight is uh, July twenty eighth. So next week, uh, the next thing we're doing is uh, I know back to school. So I'm back to school for the kids. So maybe backpacks and uh, school supplies and stuff like that. I don't have anything planned for after that, but I'm pretty sure we'll have something planned for September. Yeah, in the upcoming months though. But I want to keep I want to keep it in the forefront in people's minds though, so they know that less change and nervous is having something to come up. Having something come up. I'm right. sorry. And I also have a uh, a friend who just started her nonprofit. I forgot what it's called. I'm sorry. Oh, horrible. I friend. forgot what it's called. I forgot what it's called. She horrible. Just, no, you know what? It's called, uh, it's called We All We Got. Okay. That's what it is. And I want to make sure to link up with her because she stays, she's from the same community. And just to, you know what I'm saying, we can work on some of the, the bigger things, the bigger problems right. in, the, in that city, though. So, yeah. A lot of things coming up. A lot. It's good. Staying busy. Just make sure to take those breaks. It was funny. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, Delano invited me over, and he had the text message. Like he he prefaced it like, "Hey, I got this thing that I'm gonna do. I think you you would have fun with it, and you know you could have this open conversation." And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool. You know, whatever." And then he sends me the text message, and I guess he sent the same text message to everyone that came, but it was like a little legit like. Leave your feelings at the doors. Nothing with ill intention. Blah blah blah. So I'm like, all right, we'll go. You know, so I go and uh, and, and you know, Delano's been on this like three times now. You know, it's like you know, whatever he's got going is going to be interesting. I'm I'm down. And it was. Uh, besides being the only white guy there, that yeah. was that was a, a little funny. Roman uh, you know, it was, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no big deal. Um, but it was a, a debate party. So he had like some younger people there, older people, you know, our age people, whatever. And it was like, draw a question out of a cup. And then everyone got to go around the room and give their, like, if they were pro or con or whatever their take was on it. And now it's me talking with my hands hitting shit. Uh, And they, uh, you get to say what you you felt, but man, there was like some really funny shit. Look, Delano's got a, I don't know who she was, but she's fucking Kevin Hart. Like she was hilarious. She was that out there person. God, I would start dancing and stuff. You know, like they're, they're like one of the questions was, uh, do you think insurance should cover plastic surgery? Wasn't saying under certain circumstances, just period. Just period. Do you think insurance should cover plastic surgery? And it was funny because the three guys that were there and one girl said no. All the other girls were like, oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, that girl got up. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my butt tight. You know, my titties rough. And, like, <laughs> oh, stuff. And like the you know, it was hilarious. It was, it was really funny. This girl was really funny. But uh, it was really cool. So there was, you know, contradictory 
points of view, uh, people able to give their their thoughts and feelings on stuff. Like the, one of them was uh, about child support. Like should child support be mandatory? And there were some really interesting points of view that I would have never thought of because I never lived through those kind of those experiences. Like in my situation, my ex wife pays me child support while well, she's supposed to, uh, but doesn't. <laughs> um, you know, and and it was funny because like having a conversation with a couple of these ladies that were like single mothers. Uh, you know, at first it was like against me. I'm like, yo, I'm you just as a male, just with like, the penis. right. I'm in the yeah. same situation. I got a deadbeat <gasps> baby mama. Like, and, and but it, it, that wasn't registering at first. And then I was like, the, I think what changed the, the, the opinion was when I said, look, I went to court and the referee was like, after everything, we think she should get the majority of custody. You have two choices, accept this or try to fight it and get less. Those were my options. It wasn't like, it, yeah, like that was how it was presented. Like you could take what you've gotten right here, or you could try to fight it and end up with less. It wasn't like you could try to fight it and say it's something else. It was end up with less. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking fight this shit. And then an hour later, they I, they called me and said she agreed to all your demands uh, because I, I, I know my dirt. Um, but so like it was it was an interesting shift in the in the the emotion at that point because then they were like, oh, shit, like wow all right you you are the one actually trying to take you care of the kid, right so it was it was really cool it was really it was really interesting it got a little out of hand at the end some people can't handle alcohol sometimes when those things but delano <laughs> wants to do this more than once so i asked him, i was like hey when's the next one and he said somewhere towards the beginning of august and i was like dude i think i want to do this as like either a standalone show or a series or of episodes um, with a rotating cast of people to come in and just have these questions and pull them from a hat or whatever and, and do the debate. You know, we can get together and drink and just debate. Um, how much how much traffic do you get? Like, as far as, like, so comments, bad. like, people commenting? And one of the That's one of the things that, like, almost none. Uh, actually, I just checked the iTunes the other day, and I have two comments on there. I have five reviews. They're all five-star. That's dope. Uh, Shit. Megan thinks it was all me, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't do that. Not that you uh, say that, I gotta I plug that. my stuff, but I don't go and rate it and create false stuff. Um, but that's one of the hardest things, man. Like I've put out feelers, and I, and that's one of the things I, I sent out yesterday, putting out a feeler like, hey, I want. What are the questions that you want us to do? So either I want to do standalone debate episodes, or make it like a part of every episode where whoever's on as the guest, here's a bowl full of random questions. Pick one out and and give your point of view. We'll debate it a little bit or, or give our points of views on it. How often do you use your uh, – is your Facebook page a, a business page? I do have a business one too, yeah. Can you – uh you can inbox on there, but you can't make, like, comments, right? Um, I think you can. Can you make comments on there? Oh, well, here's my get-up page right here. So, like, that's the hard part, man, is getting <clears throat> people to actually, like, comment on stuff. Like, people like shit all day long. Yeah, that's – but people hardly ever comment on stuff, and I be I post a lot of stuff. Like, so here's this one, right? This is the one, the one, and eight engagements right now. One share, which was me, that was me sharing it to my main one, right? But like, I might get a bunch of likes and stuff, but actually, someone posing a question like I'm asking for, I didn't see this. Yeah, so uh, this is on Instagram too. So because my Instagram's linked to this, so when I post Instagram, it posts. I just to here I right just away. linked mine. I'm I'm. I'm more of a Facebook guy, but I'm, I have to start using IG more though. I have to. So, well, it's like, so like things for the show, because it flows right to this page, I'll just do it that way. Then I'll go here and I'll share it to my main one. 
because I'm trying to have that separation between the show and my life. You know, like sometimes they crisscross, obviously, but a lot of like the, the stuff that I post on here and like on Instagram, anything that I post on Instagram because it's the get up Instagram page uh, is strictly like related to what the show is and what it's about. Like I'm not posting videos of my kids eating spaghetti yeah. for dinner and like, oh, we had a family meal. That's why I had to make separate right? pages. Like there. I'm not doing that and, and I don't need an Instagram for my my real life. Uh <laughs> So like like right now the show itself, uh, fifteen episodes, was at five hundred and twenty seven downloads total. Um, actually, since the thirtieth has been like the most growth I've seen. Uh, on June thirtieth, I had four hundred and ninety six downloads. No, sorry, three hundred and ninety six downloads on the thirtieth, and I released an episode on the thirtieth. And in two weeks, I went up to over 100 in a two-week period. That's the most downloads I've had in a two-week period ever. And again, it's relatively new. I'm 15 episodes yeah. in. That's cool. You know, um, but getting people to comment is hard. You know, so that was what I was doing with that. I want their questions, whether it's a serious, deep, thought-provoking question or if it's some goofy shit. Like, you know. Is do How can I phrase it? Because, like I said, my friend has a podcast, and they're they're fresher, like newer than you, and they, of course, it's about sports, so it's, it might be. But they, they continually post though. Yeah. So like today, two K twenty was mentioned, and they put a, a photo of two K twenty and asked a question about it, and people shared it, and then asked. I'm like, how can any way can you incorporate it into you know right. to get up? But it's 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 really tough. Like one of the things I found on on like Instagram is the people that that follow me and that I follow, like these other podcasts, I genuinely give them a listen, and I've commented on people's stuff, and I find that I think that that helps because like people often want to, especially someone that's doing the same thing, will want to reciprocate the same. Like, okay, let right. me actually check it out, right? And there's podcasts that I've listened to from Instagram that follow me and I follow that I've listened to more than one. There's one that I probably should write them and say, hey, you got to do something about your sound because it, it, it made me turn it off. Like, the sound was so bad that I had to turn it off. And that's a big thing with a podcast. Well, right, especially if you're doing some audio. So, like, me doing this setup, that was, I was like, I wanted to at least sound decent. Some people obviously don't have the resources or whatever. They're recording off their computers or their phones or something. And you can tell there's a definite auditory change. It's more echoey. And it, I just couldn't do it. Uh, do the episodes go on to Instagram? Or just the, the No, just the, just the post, yeah. Okay. Like, I'll okay, post that, sure. oh, I just released a new episode. And I'll take, like, a snapshot of this page, you know. So, like, if I if I click on here, like, it'll be like this, you know. And I'll, I'll take a snapshot of this or, like from my phone the whole thing and post it and be like, do you link do dropped. you link the new uh the new episode into the bio or anything like that i usually post it like no i do not actually no. I, I i mean the, the the in the bio has this site so they can just go to the bio and it would take them right to this site where all the episodes are listed like the the home page like you can listen to every episode from right here you can download it or stream it right from the front page you know all the episodes i i feel like well, no, whatever. People might not, they might not want to do that. Right. Like, they might want to, that episode, click that link, and then it just pops up the episode. Because I was, just, I read a lot. And it's a book by uh, 
Gary B. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah. Just Gary tell them, B. like, to keep it always with the first material. Like, have your site somewhere else. I'm, but just, like, the the actual page link. Yeah, like, so, like... It's fresh. Like, like, here. Like, here's the link. Bam. Yeah. But just if you if you were to post this on Instagram and were like, check out the new episode in the bio. Click it. Here's right. the new episode. Instead of just... My site for these. Are... Then I gotta change my link in the bio every damn time. Every, yeah, <laughs> I guess but you so. but you always there though. Right, right. You always there. No, that's a good point. Uh, one of the things I started doing was uh, is doing like a um, a video of some of the episodes. So like I'll like I'll play it on my computer like a funny part to kind of try to create like that little bit of buzz. You, if you do that, you should most definitely put the link in the bio. Then yeah, you should most definitely and uh, hashtags. Right. Oh, hashtags I've been yeah. using a lot. I just started to. I make up a lot of them. I do too. So yeah. you you can click on it then. Uh-huh. Get It'll show you like how many yeah. like how many things and some of them are none and I'm like, I'll make this shit up right now. Now it's a new hashtag. <laughs> I'll be making my own. I do too. I just I did it for this show. I think it was the very first time I did it for a show. And I seen people on my IG that are not friends, which is great. Yeah. Uncomfortable questions, participate. Uh this should be interesting. I think that was already one. Uh what the f- Oh, idea, man. Yeah, so, like, I made up some, you know. <laughs> I would have put the hashtag. Yeah, but see, hashtag like, the, so like I did this, get, right? Yeah. So, here, just give you an idea. So, like, this was an Instagram post. <clears throat> with soft glass on the 100 scale, you're working with those big furnaces and the glory holes and those big long leg pipes. What the fuck? Is that what they call it? Yeah, glory holes, you just on nine cylinders. Is that what they call the glory hole? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like I started doing stuff like that, and that was because that's attraction, though. Someone that was a guest did that. Posted when I told him I was going to release it. He posted. He did that. He went and recorded, listening to it, a funny part, and posted it. And I was like, "Damn, dude, you're a genius. I got to start doing that." He's like, "Yeah, man, you got to you know create that buzz and, and give him a little taste." So, and since because you're dealing with audio, right? It'd be better to give them this somewhat of a visual. So you can click on it and be like, okay, this is interesting. I might want to click on that link in the bio. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks, Trail, for that for that pointer. We're at two hours and 16 minutes. Really? Are you fucking kidding me? For real? Yeah, for real. My wife told me to get my... She was like, don't take all fucking night. All right. Well, yeah. Mine, you know what's crazy? Mine's like that, too. I'm driving her car, too. Oh, you my get, shit caught a flat, man. You didn't get yourself in trouble. No. Nah. But... Trail. It was fun, man. I know it's, it's it can it's, dude, it can be a lot of fun. That's, that's just a, it's hard getting people to come over sometimes. Man, I had two in the last whenever. in the last month. I had two, two cancel. Really? Yeah. So if you free August fourth, shit, man. <laughs> fuck, my bad. <laughs> Hopefully next time you come over, I have a different arrangement. Give me some gloves, man. Give me some fucking gloves. Wait, some weighted gloves. <laughs> but yeah, August fourth. If you if you're free that Sunday, because the show is August third. Okay. I'd be, I'd love to come All on right. though. I would love Sweet. it. Sweet. This one, I will, uh, I can post this episode, episode, uh, so when's your next one? You said August, August when's, the, when's the next show? August 3rd. August 3rd. All right. I can post this episode before then. That way you can, you know, cause Use we talked traffic, about the yeah. show. Yeah. Try some to. Traffic, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For I'll sure. let you know when, um, I just got to do a couple finishing touches, but I'll. Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing. Sweet. Well, trail. I appreciate it. Play to, what's your, what's your links? Everything. Let me see. All right. So. Facebook is Trail Right. That's me. Uh, play too much is Play Too Much Productions on Facebook as well. On IG, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> My Instagram <laughs> name is Idris <laughs> underscore Trailba. Like Idris Elba, it's Idris <laughs> underscore Trailba. Oh man, that still kills me. <laughs> and Play Too Much is also Play underscore 
No, wait. Play too much productions. Scratch that. Play too much underscore productions. That's it. That's I got it. Okay. I was, fuck. <laughs> Look, when I was doing all this, I got like the getupshow.com. And then like on this, I couldn't do the getup show because someone already had it. So now it's at the getup show podcast on Facebook. And then like, but it's at the getup <laughs> show on Instagram and Twitter. It's it's like, up, yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> fucking underscores, man. Oh, dude. Well, thanks for coming out. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate coming out. Oh, no problem, always. Two hours? I know, right? <laughs> we'll leave them on, on your goofy beat. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Get Up. Make sure to check out thegetupshow.com for more information on this episode's guests. While you're there, check out other episodes, leave a comment, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, shoot an email to contact at thegetupshow.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and share on Facebook at The Get Up Show Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at The Get Up Show and subscribe to the Get Up YouTube channel. The Get Up is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.